With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, a good, 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 good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy Fox Football Saturday. Right here, the fellas. I'm Cuz, and uh, we got our boys. Figgy, Psycho Chris, as we hang out another week three in the NFL, week four in college football is upon us uh, after uh, a fun Thursday night game between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, And obviously, you know, we're going to get into all of our football as we do every week, and we'll give you the football, football, football (laughs) like we do every week. But we do need to start. With some baseball. Yeah, man. Uh, last night was pretty amazing because Albert Pujols, I, I mean, two last night at Dodger Stadium just a few hours ago. It was a, an amazing night. Pujols hits two bombs and he joins number 700, the 700 club. You want to talk about rare air. As Pujols hits two bombs, 700 home runs. This has been such a remarkable, remarkable season for him. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, you know, I think about it. You know, it's it's wild because when he first came up, I, I remember him coming up and and he was in, incredible, right? When he's with the Cardinals, early comes up and he, and he's just you know. He's just un. You can't get him out. He's a machine. And then he signs that huge deal with the Angels. And then you know, then after a while, it looks like it's going to be a mistake. And this season has been the ultimate resurgence. <laughs> it's it's incredible. And now he joins Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth as uh, numbers in the seven hundred club. 
it's a great story. It, it really is a great story. He's a he's a, just a remarkable player. Albert's just amazing. I mean, you know that batting stance. He he's uh, he's impressive. In the year of the home run with Judge chasing, you know the whole sixty one and. You know, Paul Hulse getting 700, it's uh, it's pretty cool. As the weather begins to chill in the east and the midwest, get ready for uh, October baseball. Albert Pujols in an 11-0 route of the Dodgers is pretty special. 700 for uh, Sir Albert. Wild, absolutely wild. So we'll get you. We got to talk about that. We'll talk about. We'll get you. Except for this is it. The last ten days home stretch of the baseball season. We'll so we'll kind of handicap that sort of thing. And of course, we got football, and uh, we'll dive into what we learned out of the first two weeks. Kind of where everybody's at. I'm going to tell you right off the bat. There's a game that I absolutely love this weekend. It's going to be a great game. And and by the way, if you uh, partake, because we have the, the big show coming up after hours at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern, 6 o'clock uh, Pacific, set to kickoff. Um, from a betting standpoint, I got a game that you're going to love. Uh, we'll get into all the football, all the picks. Everything's straight ahead, but let's meet the boys. Good morning, Figgy. Good morning, cuz. What's going on? Well, I mean, the Pujols thing, right in your backyard last night. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm I'm overcome by it. I, I really am. That's uh, he's such an amazing story. How does that – how do you awaken the way he is? I mean, you know, he thought he was cocked, right? And now he comes in, he's played a, he's played a huge role in the Cardinals and their playoff run, and then he gets the 700. You know, that's the thing, too. The fact that he's not playing, you know, hanging on at the end of his career with a bad team, just trying to put up numbers. He's producing for a team that, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about the Cardinals as a contender, but they get their pitching together. That offense is coming together now. Goldschmidt is a NL MVP candidate. He's probably the favorite. Arenado yeah. has turned it on the second half of the season. And Pujols is more than a bit player. He's a key cog in what they do, in the, either in the starting lineup or coming off the bench against left-handed uh, pitchers. So he's producing like this in games that actually matter down the stretch for a real title contender uh, wouldn't it be amazing if he found a way to potentially lead the Cardinals to another World Series championship on his way out the door I mean it'd be absolutely amazing but to see him do that at Dodger Stadium you know he was affectionately called T.O. Albert by all the Dodger players last year they loved him with instantly a hit in that clubhouse when he joined them for the stretch run last year you know the, the game stopped after he hit number seven hundred, and the, the Dodger dugout seemed just as elated as the Cardinal as the Cardinal dugout did. That's how much love and respect those players and the people in the Dodger organization have for Albert. And the feeling was mutual. He talked about it in his in his press conference after the game. So it's just a really cool moment to witness for really one of the nicer guys you'll ever meet too. By the yeah. way, he got a chance to true cover gentleman. him a little bit when he was with the Angels, and then a little bit when he's back with the Dodgers. Just yeah, a true gentleman, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So a really a guy that was really really easy to root for, and it, it couldn't happen to a to a greater dude. When you think about it too, I you know the the one the beauty of baseball you're you're seeing it with the uh, whole judge thing is this sort of these sort of milestones. I mean it is it is impressive and it's it's profound and and the whole thing. The Pauls thing is special because of what you said he he's a, he really is a true gentleman. But the length the, the career, the winding, you know, piece of his career which is pretty amazing 
Because remember, when he leaves St. Louis, I mean, that was a huge blow to the Cardinals. It it really marked the for a franchise that's always buzzing around. That's one of the true, really good, well-run franchises in the whole sport to lose Pujols, right? To you know, and it really marked the Angels, kind of who they are, right? Like, which is they get these incredible stars, star laden, and then they can't really do much with them. And you know, Pujols goes out to to the Angels, and you know he's great, and then he then he withers, and you think it's over, right? You think. That, you know, the book is, is, like you said, like he'll limp around to the end. And then all of a sudden you have 2022 and he wakes up from this, you know, d- you know, slumber at the end of his career to be more than just a bit player. I mean, it's remarkable. I can't get a whole. I can't get enough of the story. Finn. Yeah, to do this at 42 years old, like you talk about the, I guess the lost years, as some people are calling them, when he was with the Angels, was still putting up solid numbers, but certainly not the the old school machine MVP type numbers in St. Louis. But you know, his home run numbers when he actually got playing time were right around where they are now. I think he has 17 or 18 this year. You know, he routinely with the Angels on the back end of his career there was was hitting between I'd say you know 25 to 26 home runs a year. So so not for his standards, not great, but certainly not terrible. So he's getting playing time, you know, more so on the back end of the season with the Cardinals and making the most of it. And again, at 42 years old, usually at this point in time, guys, the bat speed slows down, which sure, it has a little bit for him, for him to be as effective as he's been, especially at the second half of the season this year for the Cardinals. And this remarkable run to 700 has been nothing short of spectacular. I know. it. It's, uh, it's just it, – it's – it's so cool. It really is. It's so cool. I I, I, I can't get enough of it. I, I yeah. really can't. You know, I, and it, it's funny because as I'm watching him and, uh, and I'm looking like, you're, you're right. The bat speed always fails, right? At this point, you just slow down. But the as pitching has gotten, you know, you say what you want. But, you know, I know there's a lot of home runs and people are, you know, the, the whole game is geared toward – Hitting home runs and and you're you're selling out on on you know three on o two pitches or one two counts, you know you're selling out on those pitches because it's all about the home run. You know pitching is dominant. I mean you you look guys are just throwing. You, you haven't seen guys that routinely you know crack upper nineties the way you do now. So that's what makes it even more pretty amazing is that he's doing has this resurgence in an era where. You know, guys are still bringing it at at big time, big time velo. Yeah, I mean, guys are routinely hitting over 100 miles an hour. You know, in the majors nowadays, both starters and relievers. And for him to do this, to adjust at this point, uh, I don't, I don't know how he does it. I, I had one friend of mine tell me like, "Oh, you telling me that he's not juicing or he is on roids?" I was like, "I'm." I know. I, know. I would. I doubt it. And these guys get tested all the time now, and there are severe consequences if you do. But. Uh, I, I can't speak to that one way or the other. I would like to think not. I would hope to think not, to be honest with you, and not take credit away from just a remarkable player who's having kind of a late year, uh, late career resurgence uh, in a pennant race. I know. I you know, listen. I, I again, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Right. And, and it's a shame, right? Like because it, it really is. It's the first thing that people talk about. All the time when it comes to home runs and judge and I had it I I, I swear to God I was with a, I was with a doctor 
the other day, last week. And, you know, he's like, you know, you, you, you had no idea what's out there science-wise that, you know, what guys are doing. And, and you know, quite frankly, at this point, I, I don't even I don't even care. I don't even want to know. Like, I, I you know, you still you still got to be able to hit that ball, to hit a baseball. Yeah. You still got to be able to catch up to, you know, what we're talking about, which is upper 90s into triple digits. By the way, we're the fellas and we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I, I You know, it's still an incredibly difficult feat, which yeah. is to hit a baseball. You, you follow me? Yeah, and who's to say, look, I mean, if the science is out there that's helping out someone like Pujols, who's to say it's not helping the pitchers he's facing, you know, exactly. I mean, I'm, yeah. you know, after they, you know, enacted this into the CBA and started doing these uh, steroid and, and PED tests, I don't have the empirical data. I'm just going off of strictly anecdotal from what I remember. Yeah. But a lot of these guys who are getting popped are like your, you know, long relief, you know, guy who's bouncing between AAA and AA and the majors who are just trying to make it stick. Right. Yes, you've had your share of, you know, of, of big name players, too. But the, the great majority of the guys that at least I remember our player are French players. So it's it's not like your superstar players are the ones who are, who are taking advantage of this and like they're the only ones that are doing it. So I don't know if Albert yeah, is or isn't. Know. I mean, I know. If, if yeah, he is, he's not right the on. only one, I guess is my point. Yeah, dude, I, I, I kind of feel the same way, which is I can't – and maybe it's part of – you You and I are similar in how we look at sports – which is like if if I got to look at sports and I and all of this, with with a, a raised eyebrow along every way and I can't enjoy this moment of a, a one of the all time greats hitting seven hundred home runs, then you know then what's the, what's the point? Right. Like if I if I really I, if I can't de- if I can't look at it and enjoy that moment. Then I just got to get a new hobby, and it, that would hurt too much. Right. To be, and I know it's kind of the business that we're in, and especially in these days, everybody's looking to discount or dispute everything. If somebody accomplishes something, it's like, well, that's because so-and-so was hurt, and this didn't happen, and this official made this call. Right. No one can ever just give anybody love or credit for actually make having an accomplishment. I agree. It's the part I, of the industry I, that yes, I hate. Yes. I'm with you. And it's kind of like it's – you know, it's a downer. It's why I love the accomplishment of it all. Yes. I mean, you know, the the beauty. It's the, it's what we. If you think about it, we wait. We we do. We have this running joke on the show because we talk like football, football. How about it, Chris? We we yell all the time. Football, 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 football. Right, like it's it's our thing, right? Because we love you know we love it and like everybody else, and we can't wait for it, and you know, so we grunt and laugh and 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 like you know, school kids. And, you know, the, the beauty, the, the fun of that is the joy. There's joy in it. I know it's big business, and I understand it needs to be covered um, and closely, and, and there needs to be watchdogs, and the media is important. I, I do think we have uh, our, just big picture, I think we have our, you know, priority screwed up from a journalist standpoint. Like I, we put more effort into you know basketball NBA analytics than we do covering the White House or you know geopolitical landscape. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff that really matters. You know, uh, <clears throat> when we talk about the rampant fraud and politics and, go- and government at the highest level, right? Like, you know, stuff that really matters in society. Not, you know, triple doubles. Right. I think I think there was something, too, about that age of baseball. It, it kind of ties to this. is like last great time I remember having a lot of fun with baseball was that Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire chasing home run records time. And, yeah, yeah. it was tainted. But at the same time, it was fun. And we kind of have this with, you know, Pujols and Judge both ch- chasing records. It's fun because you get to know these guys' names. And I just feel like that – I feel like we took the wrong lessons from that era where it's just it's it for for one, the steroid the steroid scandal was always about just certain guys just didn't play with the, well with the media, so we're just going to just go after those guys and we're gonna gonna go after them for for uh, Hall of Fame voting too. So hopefully we're just getting past some of that cynicism. I do I do like, you know, if there is something wrong, you should say something about it. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not let you, some guys you bury your head in the sand, but yeah. You know, you, you can't automatically, you know, right away. It feels like the 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 home run, you know, is still is still tainted. Like there's still a piece where everybody, every conversation I have, it keeps coming up. It's just yeah, part of the it's part of the baseball. history now, and it's like at some point it just it gets exhausting. If you're a younger fan, you just got to be like, yeah. I just don't care about this. Yeah, exactly. I I I, I feel you. I really do. And, you know, we watched, you know, when we look at, you know, sports and we try to look at sports through a different lens, right, where we can actually enjoy players and enjoy, you know, the games themselves. And, I, you know, I, th- I think it's important never to kind of lose that because if you don't have that, what does it matter? It's just it's just like a movie. It has no it's if it's good, it's great. And, you know, good. Good for you. You, you, you enjoyed a good movie on a Friday night and that's it. There's nothing that that lingers, that stands. There's nothing that you can take in, in a deeper fashion. You, you know, Fig, like where yeah. sports means something. It means something to, you know, civic pride and it, it means something to generation, connects families and generations. It does. And look, I, I look, I understand being, you know, cynical of, of certain situations and all that. But this is something and you guys talked about it a second ago. Unfortunately for baseball, they'll never get away from. Yeah, twenty years from now, somebody somebody will hit yeah. fifty six home runs, and they're like, "Well, is, what is he taking?" Yeah, like, nobody will ever yeah. say anything about anyone in the NFL or some NBA guys have been popped for for PEDs before. It just doesn't get associated because that's just a it's a something that you can tangibly see with your eye when guys are hitting moonshots, you know, with a baseball bat. And and you, you guys brought it up too, like guys are getting popped in baseball, but it's not. It, that, that's not what we talk about when we talk about getting popped for PEDs in baseball. It's always the specter of the big one, that the biggest stars are somehow tainted behind the scenes. I it's know, not I, just a part of just all sports, which is just PEDs yeah. are a problem across all sports, but it's, it doesn't only in baseball does it rise to this moral quandary that we always have to be in. Yeah, I mean, one of the best football players in the league is missing the first four games of the season because he took PEDs. Receiver for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. It's a great point. Who's talking about that? All anybody's talking about is, man, can't wait till he gets back. Yeah. Can't wait till Kyler Murray has a weapon to throw to. Yeah. It's not tainting yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. At least it doesn't yeah. seem like it. Yeah, it's a great point. It, it, it really is. 
And then you look at Judge, and you look and you look at him, his numbers compared to everybody else. Like he's lapping yeah. the field. Oh, so it's ridiculous! One of the greatest know. seasons in the history of the sport. So exactly. because because so almost like Babe Ruth. Yeah. So because of that, because he has to be able taking PEDs, right? Because <laughs> he can't be working hard and People be a great player and hone his talents and all that. He must be on something. And for that matter, yeah. so is Shohei Otani. He must be on something too. Right. Right. And People Babe Ruth back in the day was on super hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll get we'll get into it all. Uh, lots to do. We're just getting started. And a big football weekend. Football, football, football. Football, football. With the fellas. Because <laughs> we got Figgy, we got Psycho Chris, we got Brandon producing, Ethan the, on the uh, helping out. That's the crew this morning right here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, welcome back, fellas. Week three in the NFL. We'll get back to baseball in a little bit, but it is week three in the NFL, and we had a game Thursday night, and the Browns and uh, Jacoby Brissett, who who looked great, man. He he was balling, Fig. Like I, I like, I've always liked Jacoby Brissett. I don't know for whatever reason, like he's always the guy that. They, they, you know, if somebody gets hurt and he's kind of goes in and he, he's, he's, he's better than just a pure backup, right? I've always, I always liked him. I, I don't know what it is, and uh, I kind of made me smile watching him Thursday night. And I was, he's a guy I root for. Yeah, he's easy to root for for sure. I think he, for me, I think he's kind of the quintessential NFL backup. If a starter goes out for three or four games. He's a guy that can get you to 500, and depending on how the game plays out and how things break, can get you to three and one. I just feel, I feel like we've seen the experiment with him trying to be the guy in the past, and it hasn't yeah. necessarily worked out well. Didn't work specifically out in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. So I, yeah. I like him in the role that he 
like the other night, for example, he can yeah. play well uh, in the situation where they're running that the way. ball. Because I always look at him and I go, you know, what if, if he was in the right spot, right, had the right coach, had the right system, had the right players it, around them. It is kind of fascinating to look back in time to – because when I first learned of Jacoby Brissett and – you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was the year that, you know, Tom Brady was suspended and it was first it was yeah. Jimmy G. And then when Jimmy G got hurt, then it was J- Jacoby Brissett. And both of them had, I thought, very good outings Yeah, for, for what they did with the, the Patriots. So it's just been kind of fascinating to see two very different tracks. Jacoby kind of bouncing around, settling into this journeyman role. Whereas for Jimmy Garoppolo, people still think he can be a starter in this league. And, you know, the 49ers right. going to have to roll with him again as a starter in this league. So it's yeah. just kind of fascinating. I, I, they were all in the same team here, and now it's just here we are. Jacoby's yeah, with the Browns. yeah. No, I and I figure I and you're you're right, Chris. And, and Fig, I I hear what you're saying, and he's probably the exact kind of backup that you want mm-hmm. that could kind of come in and and win you. I, and I guess when when you compare him to the 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 backups that aren't any good, right? Like of which you know, there are many. Yes. Right, right, like, and even some of the starters that are any good, he 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 flashes something, right? Like, because he does flash. I always go back to the to the to Jason Campbell because he's a guy that I always thought had ability and never was in the right spot. So much of football, and especially quarterback, is being in the right spot, and that's with the right system, the right coach, mm-hmm. the right guys around you. I, I was listening. Um, to my local station the other day, and they were talking about Matt Ryan, and they, and they were destroying Matt Ryan. And listen, I, I'm not telling you that, that Matt Ryan is you know in the prime of his career and the whole thing. I mean, I think it stands for itself. But look what's around him. Look at who he had to throw to last week. Like you know, you, you, no Pittman. Uh, you know the the old line is is you know, banged up to the point where they can't even block for the premier running back in the league. Yeah, other than Quentin Nelson, they have nothing to speak of on the offensive line. He's 40 Uh, years old or however old he is. I mean, by the way, and as good of a career as he's had, he's always had weapons. (laughs) Like, he came in, he had Roddy White. When Roddy White, you know, started going on the back end of his career, they brought in Julio Jones. He had Tony Gonzalez on the back end of his career. Like, he's always had quality weapons around him. Not to talk, you know, ill about him. But now he's in a situation where, you know, last week specifically, they couldn't run the ball because they got so far behind it didn't even matter. So Jonathan Taylor is taken out of the game. And to your point, who is he throwing to behind a bad offensive line at 40 years old? That's a lot to ask. You know, Tom Brady, as much as people want to, like, laud him for as great as he's done with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he has – there's a reason behind that. It's not just all Tom. Look at the guys he's throwing to. Look at the running game he has. Look at the defense that he has. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's an embarrassment of riches. Like yes. we're, we're going to talk about. And I love Green Bay. Uh, spoiler: I love I Green too, Bay by this the way. week. I love them. And we're going to talk about that game because the the game last year was a route where you know Tampa was all over Green Bay, and then Rodgers throws a pick six. And but you're watching that that team and. You know, when when you did Antonio Brown playing and, you know, before that, Evans and Godwin, uh, you know, Gronk. I mean, you know, I mean, it's an all-star. Fournette in the backfield. You, you got Jones. You, you got a, you got a, an all-star yeah. team. Which you should have. To. Which you should have with a 44-year-old quarterback. At that point, at that age, he needs as much help as he can get. 
It would not, yeah. It didn't surprise me that Tampa struggled as much as they did last week. Now, granted, they were able to turn around and Tom made some big throws to get them that victory against the Saints. It wouldn't surprise me if they struggled this week because yeah. he has even less of the fewer of those weapons and more injuries on the offensive line. And by the way, an injury on his throwing hand. <laughs> it's got a lot working against him this weekend. Yeah, and I'll, I'll bring it up. It's a long way around before you know. Get back to the Brissett conversation. Yeah, and the Jason Campbell point, which is, he, you got to have everything around you. Yes. Like for a quarterback to flourish, Matt Ryan doesn't stink. If you all of a sudden put Matt Ryan on a team with you know two good receivers in an offensive line to protect them, I mean, look. I'm thrilled the way Jalen Hurts looked on Monday night. Spectacular. All right? He looked looked fantastic, right? He really did. One of the reasons he looked that good was because they had one of the best offensive lines in football. Yes. Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack since early 2020. Wow. Like, he – their line is is great. It's really one of the all time great lines in that division. I mean that it's it's so good, and it allows you time just to go back. Now he was great Monday night. We'll talk about him on a different level. But if you give you know guys time and you know, I mean that's that's the that's the and weapons. And all of a sudden, that's the game, right? Like, you know, that, I mean, that's what you got. All of a sudden, you think Dak, you forget before he get hurt, how much do you think Dak missed Amari Cooper? Because I thought he missed him a lot. A whole lot. A whole heck of a lot, for sure. How much see how great he is. Yeah. How much was he missing Tyron Smith up front, talking about the offensive line? That makes a difference. You know, all these things. So we, we've talked about in the past about how circumstantial football is and being the right player in the right situation at the right time. Look at how many guys' careers have just been made based on the fact that the guy in front of him got hurt. Tom Brady's probably chief among them. Tony Romo, you know, some would say I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but they say he put up some great numbers and had yeah. some great years. The only reason he got inserted into the lineup is because their offensive line sucked and Bill Parcells didn't want Drew Bledsoe getting killed. Right. So they said, let's throw this guy back there. At least he can keep the play alive. And he turned out to have a, a phenomenal career. Mark right. Bolger supplants Kurt Warner and, you know, has a, a great run with the St. Louis Rams. Like, so this, those stories happen all the time. And who's to say that, you know, if, if Bledsoe never gets hurt, does Tom Brady thrive, go somewhere else, become a starter, or does he remain a backup his entire career and never get the opportunity? I think that's also just, you know, to the earlier point, too, that's kind of the weird lie of football too that we talk about these quarterbacks as being in in vacuums and to your point on Jalen Hurts like it's 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 a team sport no players an island I I know we in the sports media we talk about these guys like they're like boxers or pitchers going out there alone but right you know, Tom Brady's only as good as his offensive line he's only as good as his weapons around him and look like, at uh the, the Super Bowl a couple of years ago as phenomenal as Patrick Mahomes is look how human he looked when he right. was running for his life because he had two backup tackles out there Exactly. That's exactly. And look, that doesn't make Mahomes less great. Not at all. Not at least. He is. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. Nobody can do it alone. Nobody in this sport can do it alone. I I mean, it just goes back and and everything starts up front. It's it's I was having a conversation with Howie Roseman, who is the uh, GM of the Eagles. And, you know, we were talking about stuff that you learn over the years and it goes back to the same thing in that sport. And, it, it, and I look at the Bengals, 
And you got an embarrassment of skill guys, right? You have Barrow, who's a star. You have Chase, and you have Mixon. You got you actually have three receivers, and they can't get out of their own way because they got nothing up front. They can't protect this kid. They got not, they have nothing. They have nothing up front, and and somehow they cheated it last year. Yep, smoke and mirror their way. Yep. You can't cheat. You can't cheat that. You got to have, you got to build the line. Even the Rams are feeling it this year. Like they've had, you know, this isn't the same offensive line and Stafford's getting hurt quite well here too. So it's like, comes for everyone. It's a a trip. Listen, that's exactly right. I mean, look, the the ones we saw that they were close last year. It might not have been a Super Bowl despite having an all-star team with the Rams. That, you know, being a little thin in the middle of that line, almost we saw how it hurt them against Tennessee on that Monday night. Yeah, that's it baffles me how so many teams decide to not invest on the offensive line. I think the, the number one and number two spots in my team that I'm investing the most money are the O-line and the D-line. And I can, I can try to fill, fill the holes in everywhere else, wherever I can. But, you know, people talk about stopping the run, being able to rush the passer. Those are the key hallmarks of, of a lot of good football teams. You'll stay in games. You can get to 500 just building up front, and you just need a little bit extra scouting, whatever it takes to get the other positions filled in to make yourself a really elite team. That's why, look, even last year with Philadelphia, you know, people talk about their schedule wasn't that great, whatever you want to call it. Jalen Hurts was clearly not a very proficient passer, but because they were so strong on their fronts, that's what kept them in games, and that's how they were able to win. Right. And then, you know, it's funny – and, you know, Howie and I were talking about that recently. And so people are going, hey, why, why'd you draft Cam Jurgens, Beef Jurgens?" <laughs> and then you see why he did it, yeah. right? He's got one of the best centers in, in the history of the game, Jason Kelsey. He's mm-hmm. one of the great centers of all time. But he's getting older and he's, you know, pondering retirement every year. You get a Jurgens, you know, you, you keep replenishing that line. On the other side of the football, you go get Jordan Davis from Georgia, who's going to be a terrific player, right? He's 340. He can move. He's quick. He's going to be in the middle. You plug and play in the middle of that defensive front to just eat up guys, and then you just eat everybody else eats, right? That, I mean, that's the, that's the theory, and that's that to me is – Everything. If I was a GM, it's all I would do. Mm-hmm. I would focus all day long, and then you know you, you do. You feel you said it earlier. You're filling around them. That's how. You, that's how you build. That's, that's how right. you build a competitive team year in and year out. In the tra- as boring and as cliche I as know. it sounds, it's the truth. And you know when you think back to the Cowboys, right? Oh yeah. You know the hallmark of their run. The last time they were good, way back before a lot of people were alive was because of those offensive line. And really, you know, from the, they're, they're both, they were great, right? What, 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. And what they had great O-linemen. The, that whole, for that whole era, those, those the couple generations of football they had because they had that great offensive line, that flex. You remember, you could still see them, right? Mm-hmm. Where they would flex. That Cowboy O-line, I mean, that that was the reason why. That was what made their offense. Yeah. And by the way, good up front on the defensive line, too. <coughs> People made fun yes. of Leon Lett, but when he was actually doing his job and his head was in the game, he was phenomenal. You know, they, they, they had yeah. players on, on both lines that, that really, you know, sparked those runs for them. 
You're right. It, it, it's so true. You know, Washington, you think about the great offensive lines and you think of Washington and you think of Denver, right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, that zone blocking scheme that that is. We'll go. We'll we'll, we'll pay a little. Uh, we'll pay a little homage to the big uglies coming up. But first, do me a favor, fake. Hit us with some trending. Well, I'm sure Lincoln Kennedy's jealous. He's not here for this conversation. I know. <laughs> Let's start with Major League Baseball. Albert Pujols hitting home runs number six ninety nine and seven hundred on Friday night. The Cardinals defeating the Dodgers eleven nothing. The man affectionately known as T.O. Albert by his former Dodger teammates blasted number six ninety nine well over four hundred feet. Then blasted number 700, about 390 feet, vaulting himself into rarefied air, just a fourth player in Major League history to hit 700 home runs. Aaron Judge stuck on 60 home runs this season. Yankees did beat Boston 5-4. Judge won for four with a single in the victory. Mets beating the A's 9-2, while the Phillies beat Atlanta 9-1. Tampa Bay over Toronto 10-6. Randy Arena with six RBI and a home run there. Wins for the Guardians, Orioles, and Brewers. NFL injury news, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert did not practice on Friday. He is listed as questionable for Sunday's game against Jacksonville. 49ers tight end George Kittle will make his season debut against the Broncos. Raiders will be without receiver Hunter Renfro and Pro Bowl linebacker Denzel Perryman against the Titans. College football victories on Friday night for Air Force, Syracuse, and UTEP. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas every week. We'll get into uh, week three NFL, week four college football, and We'll continue our little homage to the O-line as well because it's the key, man. It's the fronts. It's your O-line. It's your D-line. It's the key to everything. It sounds so cliche and it sounds like Figgy said it, so boring. But when you look at the success, if you want to throw the football because that's what this thing is or you want to grind out a four-minute offense and and put an exclamation point to the game, then you got to be able to block. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, welcome back, fellas. Hanging out on a beautiful week three. You know, we've reached that time. Uh... Fig and Chris here in the uh, Northeast, the Mid-Atlantic area, where the the whoosh of Canadian wind comes down, and and all of a sudden it feels like autumn, right? We've reached uh, fall. Fall has officially began yesterday, right? And so, yeah, I was at practice. My little guy, my well, my oldest had uh, football practice 
football, football. And uh, I go there, and all of a sudden, it was like noticeably dark at 7 o'clock. And it, there was the chill in the air. And, uh, you know, earlier that day, it was like in the eight, like the lower 80s. And you still felt, you know, the humidity and stuff. And all of a sudden, man, it was like in the 50s. And it had that, wow, football, clear air. You know, the clean air, the whoosh of the chill in the air. And it was like, uh-oh, autumn has arrived, man. And it does feel like it reminds you of football all the way. It you does. the autumn wind is a pirate? Yes. Blustering yeah. from sea. It, uh, yes. Yeah, I uh, I can uh, say that I uh, feel the same way or can, no. uh, empathize with you considering that I left my house to come to work uh, tonight slash this morning, depending on what coach may be listening on, and it was like 74 degrees outside So and and the dead of night it was a little in Los Angeles. Too. So um, we'll get there eventually. It might be a couple of months there, Ant, but yeah, I'm, sure you, we'll yeah. ch- I'm sure we'll chase you down soon. I I did I did notice, I think it was the 22nd, it was cooler, so my birthday's on the 21st, so immediately after, I'm used to my birthday being like the last warm day I really get. And there then it just go. completely drops off the map. Happy birthday, brother. No, thank you. There you go. No, it, it, there was a, and every, listen, if you're in the Northeast or the, uh, or the Midwest, right, you, you always, season. you always know this. This is, this is that, this is that period. There's this, there's this mode of, oh, it's football, man. Like when fall first, it's just a chill, you know, uh, you all of a sudden, the highs go from being in the like in the mid to lower eighties into like up the low seventies, upper sixties, and then it starts to dwindle towards Thanksgiving, and the that's when the cold cold air comes in. But it's funny; it's a, and it always reminds me of football. That's the only thing. Listen, I think the weather in, in Southern California is the best, right? It's, it's just the greatest. But I do, I do enjoy this, this one bit of fall where football it feels, and I associate it with football. I I, I see that because uh, I well, I you think, grew up in it, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I call it, I call it hoodie season because like when I was in high school, I went to a Catholic high school, so we had a dress code. But because everyone was very gung ho about you know getting everyone into a college Fridays during the football season. You could wear college gear, and what did college gear mean? Oh, really? That's college cool. football, and what did that mean? College hoodies, hoodie season. Yes, yep. yeah, yeah. So we, you know, I, I did the Catholic school thing. My my kids go to Catholic school, and my uh, Anthony, I'm taking him in. Uh, I'm taking him to school yesterday, and it was chilly this morning in the morning, like I was talking about, and so he's got his football like it's it's uh it's it's kind of a hoodie type thing it's not really a hoodie but it's got the uh pullover you know, pullover and it's got you know it's got his team it's his team and it's green looks like the ducks right looks like oregon and uh he's got his team and you know he wore with pride it's almost, it was almost like a letterman sweater man he wore it with you should have saw him fig he wore it with pride, man. Like, yeah, I'm on the football team. I love man. it. That's great. Yeah. As you should. He's right. I, I told him. I said, oh, my man. He looks, looks good on you, daddy. And he, and he had a big smile. He's like, yeah. You know, like he was excited to wear it to school. Yeah, you know? be proud of what you represent, proud of what you do, proud of all the work that you put in. You're part of something special. I love it. That's why I, I always talk about it. 
and what it means. I tell you, you know, listen, if you're ever on a fence with it, and look, you just got to be you know, diligent about, you know, watching over and making sure kids aren't getting hurt and that sort of thing. If they are, then, you know, then you put them on the sidelines for a bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, what, what it does for, you know, he's in seventh grade. And I saw him go from a, uh, a fifth grader. And he was a little, you know, he's a big kid, so he's a little, a little paunchy. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of a sudden, he had the spurt, and he's standing straight up. You know, and football does that for you; It gives you backbone. Yeah, you know, or even you just feel good about yourself, or even just sports. The fellas, yeah. right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, that's us. We are the fellas as we get ready for week three in the NFL. Week four in college football. Yeah, we spoke uh, a lot about Albert Pauls at summer 700 last hour. We'll get back to baseball. But it is week four in college football. Let's, uh, let's kind of look at... Our schedule again. It's uh, a good, not great uh, schedule, but let's kind of go through some of the top twenty-five uh, teams in action, and let's kind of take a gander at you know little notable games today. What we're going to look at certainly the uh, the game early, which will be a lot of fun, and I think it's the best one of the early games is takes place in the ACC, Figgy. Wake Forest gets their shot at Clemson. And uh, Wake, with Hartman and uh, that good offense, takes a shot, gets its chance against Clemson. That's a noon kickoff Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So that's probably your best early game. Yeah, and it's a statement game for Wake Forest. And I think in a similar fashion, I'm sure we'll get to Tennessee, Florida later, as it is for Tennessee in that series. Because Wake Forest, you know, as good of a year as they had last year, one of the losses that they got absolutely waxed in was against Clemson. And they have not been able to beat Clemson. I think they beat them once in like the last 12 years or something like that. I could be off, but I'm not that far off from that. So I think this is the year, just based on like the eye test, you would say, especially with uh, Hartman back under center, this should be the year where they actually have a legitimate chance of finding a way to be able to beat Clemson and climb yep. that mountaintop. Clemson offensively still not setting the world on fire with, uh, with DJ out there. He's better, but he's certainly not great. Not living up to the expectation. Defensively, they're as good as ever, and that's where the real matchup is going to be. How that Wake Forest high-powered offense faces against you know Clemson, a Clemson defense, which is still one of the best in the nation. So that's that's where the big uh, the big matchup in that game uh, is really going to take shape. Yep, yep. I'm I'm weird. You, you know this by now. You, you know how weird I am. I have to go. Th- I compartmentalize on the schedule. Mm-hmm. So I always go, and I'm going to do Eastern time. I always do noon kickoffs. I group them. Noon, three thirty, seven, and then like the eight, and yeah. then the, the then the nine, Hawaii in the Hawaii game. <laughs> then basically, then then the whoever Hawaii is playing. Yeah, I even yeah. group them differently from seven to the eight. Like there's always a prime time game, right? But there's always a seven. That's usually an ESPN game. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and then it's and then it's the ten ten p.m. Hawaii. And then there's the Hawaii. It's so weird having no like when you're when you're a sports fan and you know 
Like you just know the times and the schedule. Like it's just you can rattle it off. You know, it's so weird. Yeah, you but, know the uh, windows of time. Right. It. I'm sure they've been doing it for so long. The networks beat you over the head with it. It's great because then you yes. know when to expect a certain yes. game to be on. So exactly. it's smart. Exactly. Uh, also, early on, the behemoth Bulldogs are uh, in action against poor Kent. They are 49-point favorites. Is that all? Yes, 49-point favorites. They're just they're absurd, man. They just really are. They just crossed South Carolina. I am still wow. struggling with how he played last year to going to this year. Now that we're all talking that Stetson Bennett has somehow found his way onto the Heisman radar. It's still mm-hmm. it's a reality I'm getting used to. Yeah, it's man. it's something I'm. It's kind of a cool reality too, by the it way. It is a good walk-on guy, you know, yeah. who wasn't highly recruited, lost his job, had to bounce <laughs> around a bit. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a great story. He's not one of these, you know, high-level, high-recruit NIL guys. He literally had to fight from the bottom to earn his spot. So he's another guy who's easy to root for. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The other early game that's that's going to be fun. Uh, there should be a lot of points scored, and that would be Maryland and Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's first real test. Right? I mean, Maryland 3-0, they're coming off yeah. wins. They got, uh, I mean, they beat Buffalo and Charlotte last week. Decent win. They beat SMU. But, you know, they do have a good offense. All right? You got Tagliavoa. Uh, you got that that whole, uh, they they can motor on offense. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting. And uh, and then, you know, Michigan against that defense, I'm curious. I mean, McCarthy should have one another one of those kinds of days. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I guess I want to see what the Michigan defense looks like against a real offense. You mentioned Tua's little brother, Talia, who's an excellent player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, granted, they haven't played the greatest competition this year either, has Maryland. Uh, but I do want to see how that Michigan defense actually holds up against a legit, you know, FBS style of offense from Maryland. I do expect Michigan to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if this one's maybe a little bit closer than people are expecting. Michigan's going to have to put away some of these. Like this is this is a great game. If you're someone who only really cares about the Michigan Ohio State game, if you're looking at Michigan's schedule, like Maryland's probably going to be the first real offensive test they have. That that looks like what they'll eventually have to overcome when they get to play Ohio State at the end of the year. Yeah, up until that Penn State game, which is about a month away from now, and they look good against Auburn last week, my God. Uh, They really don't have – this might be the best opponent that they face up until that point, Chris. Offensively, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Iowa Iowa will absolutely give them a test in Kinnick, but it's it's not going to be that test where it's like, hey, your your defensive backs need to get on the page and you need to stop this offense from rolling because that's pretty much the only way they're going to beat Ohio State – end of the year and i hate to bring it down to just what michigan does to ohio state at the end of the year but that's all it's really going to be for michigan at the end yeah because it doesn't look like there's many roadblocks on their schedule at the moment is the problem no or i guess the good thing if you're michigan no but yeah maryland's a great test in that regard yeah it, it should be uh i listen i'm with you too that the line is 17 mm-hmm. and i could see maryland keeping inside that number yeah i could see it potentially covering that yeah, I'd, Speak- I'd, I'd be tempted to take Maryland plus 17. I really yeah, it's a lot of points, and you know, I could see it being a really high-scoring game, too. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, we still need to see who J.J. McCarthy is under a lot of pressure. I don't think it'll really 
come from here, but you know, Michigan seems to be after all the King Solomon stuff, they seem to be moving forward with JJ <laughs> McCarthy. I think I think at the end just he I, I think Harbaugh wanted to give give Cade McNamara like a chance, but I think it's what everyone knew at the at the start that this was JJ McCarthy is the new and exciting yeah. toy for that offense. It was a faux chance. I think he just yeah. wanted to throw him out there and say, "Hey, man, you took us far last year. Give him a shot." You won't see me doing air quotes when I say "give him a shot," but everybody knew within that program who the better quarterback was. Yes, it was a Kelly. It's a Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence situation all over again. Totally, totally. You knew it. You you knew it all day long. Uh, also in action early in the noon Eastern slate, Penn State. Yes. And uh, Penn State coming off a rout. We, now, we liked it. We backed them last week. We did. We liked uh, Penn State. They rolled past Auburn last week 41-12 to as they ran all over Auburn, man. The Penn State freshman running back Singleton, my God. Yeah, and Allen, yeah. They were they were fantastic. Man. Singleton ran- the last couple of weeks is like over 140 yards rushing on like 10 attempts. Yeah. This guy's explosive. It does not even get in a lot of touches. That's incredible. Yeah. Penn State backs, man. They go back to they, there's there's some good ones. Oh yeah. So let me let me let's let's dive into Penn State a little bit because they put up 35 at Purdue in the opener on August 1st, or on uh, September 1st. They put up 46 against Ohio, and now 41 against Auburn. They're 3-0 today. Not much of a test against Central Michigan. They're a four-touchdown favorite. Then they got Northwestern, and then they got Michigan on October the 15th. Both teams at that point should be 5-0 and going into a Saturday night, I think, in Ann Arbor. Yep. It is at Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, the big house. So that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a really good one. It's about te- a true test of Michigan. Look, who knows where Penn State – Penn State is what, 14th or something right now? Yeah. I think they're in the top 20. So, I mean, if both of those teams are undefeated – you know, going into that week, about three weeks from now, whatever it is, I mean, that's you're you're looking at a potential top ten matchup right there between those two teams. Yeah, totally. And and I got news for you. I think Penn State can win that game on the road. I think they potentially could too. Now, winning, it, I will say this: no matter how down Auburn is, winning there and to win that convincingly is always going to be impressive. It's just a little bit less impressive knowing how bad Auburn actually is right now. I though. agree. So I agree. It, it, that takes a little bit of shine away from it. And I guess I want to – look, they shouldn't have much of an issue the next couple of weeks between Central Michigan and Northwestern. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. I, I have questions, small questions about both of these teams, to be honest with you. And quite honestly, Anthony, I don't know if any of them will be answered until the two of them play each other. This, this, game, uh, last year, this game last year in Happy Valley was a grinder. Michigan – eventually won that but that was like what 21 17 and i that that sounds like a pretty good score on like an nfl scale for for college football that was a slog like those two teams were just struggling against one another just to overcome their defenses so i'm i'm curious what it's going to look like i feel like in the big house that just feels like more michigan's game to lose but you're right penn state I mean, Michigan has us too. Both have vastly improved offenses. I'll be curious to see. Well, I, you know what's funny? Like. You, you nailed it because I think that game 
is actually going to be an offensive game. And, I, you know, I'm curious. And I don't know what Franklin's going to do, but well, I, if I'm going with it, you know where I'm going with this? I, I might. Go ahead. Quarterback. Well, well, okay. So I know you've you've been talking about this young quarterback that they have, who, yeah, who who's better Drew than Alar. Clifford, who's better than yeah. Clifford, who they should be playing. The problem is if they continue to win going into that game, I don't know if I see this kid getting any run because Clifford Clifford's not lighting the world on fire, but he's certainly been more than serviceable doing his job in leading them into victories. See, if I was if I was Franklin, I'd make the switch, and I would make the switch. Listen, I would have already made the switch, to be honest yeah. with you. It's hard but, to justify uh, after 35 points, 46 points, 41 points to make a quarterback change. Well, you're going to go against, like, do, do you want to try to win or do you want to, you know, try to, well, you know, well, it's not yeah. fair to the, right. the, the 12th-year senior. Is it fair to this freshman to throw him in there against a top-four Michigan team, too, with no other live reps? And let's let's keep this Well, in- that's why you need to do it before then, but yeah. – uh, you know, and I feel you on that. But the kid, like the kid's not an ordinary freshman, right? The mm-hmm. kid is he's got a just great arm. He's big, like he, man. Like if you're going to beat Michigan, I, I don't think you could beat him with Clifford, but I think you can beat him with Drew Alar. Well, the one thing, the one question I would have is because there's two things. First off, I know it's not the greatest of competition. Again, that's kind of what we're hoping to see answer from Maryland, but Michigan's defense has only allowed 17 points this year. No more than 10 points in a game. That was against Hawaii. Um, they've had a great defense going back to last year. Even even knowing that they lost a lot of you know starters to the NFL draft, they still have a very stout defense, and you'll have to deal with that plus the big house atmosphere, which is just going to be just utterly insane. Uh, uh, utterly insane for that game. So I'm curious... If that's not a game I would really trust a quarterback making his first career start in. Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's why you got to do it beforehand. Like, like, I agree with both you guys, you know, in, in that realm. But I'm also not – I'm not afraid to go in. Something, like, the kid looks like he's got a little moxie, right? And I'm with you guys. I, I Like, I, I would have made the switch already. But, you know, you don't want to just throw them in there. You don't want to just throw them in, you know, start them – that game, but I, I think the kids got something. Like I, I would start him beforehand. I, you know, th- t- today, next week, whatever, before October fifteenth. But I, I think, I think the kids got moxie. Like I think the kids got. I, I, I don't subscribe anymore. I used to do this more. I'm curious what you guys think of this. I, I, I don't, I don't mind giving young guys a shot now. I, I think young guys are different. I've never had an issue with giving a young guy a shot if you if he's good enough. Look, we you know players will tell you this all the time. They know who's who the best player is and who's not. Right. You know whether or not they're starting or not. So if those Penn State players are practicing against these guys every single day, they know who the better quarterback is. Now they might not understand why a certain player is playing, and there's politics involved. And to a certain degree, people generally understand that, but. Look, if a guy comes in and the problem is a lot of these coaching staffs always preach, you know, competition. It's a competition every week. Nobody's job is set in stone. You can start this week and be on the bench two weeks from now. It doesn't matter. So that's easy to say in front of a press conference, in front of a bunch of reporters. It's much more difficult to do in practice, I guess quite literally, and in games, especially at a a position as important as the quarterback position is. 
and it is it's just a very difficult decision to make when you have an offense that's playing as well as Penn State is. I'm just using them as an example because we're talking about them, but this can be in any situation that they're playing this well and that you would, for like, for lack of a better term, rock the boat by inserting potentially an unknown. We know how talented he is in practice and all that, but we know exactly what we're getting yeah. from a production standpoint from the offense right now. Yeah. We don't know what it will be when we put this I kid know. In I, you're right. It's, you know what it is? I, like, I think you got a shot with Clifford. But I think you got a shot at doing something special mm-hmm. with Alar. And I mean long-term, whole season. I mean, let's let's real quick, let's, let's look at it, right? So if you uh, – I had to schedule up. If you look at um, – Ah, damn, I had their schedule. Up. I want to go through it because if you go through the rest of their schedule. It's not super difficult. No, I, mean, I mean, you got yeah. Ohio State is the one that. Yeah. So you got Minnesota after Michigan. Which I don't think is a walkover, by the way. I don't either. I think Minnesota's good. They're good offense, man. Yes. Um, then you, but you get Ohio State in Happy Valley. Correct. And then you're at Indiana. You're, you host Maryland. You're at Rutgers. And then you host Michigan State. So I mean, your your two behemoth games are, you know, at Michigan, home Ohio State. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if if Alar, I think you have. He gives you. The, now, do I think you're going to beat Ohio State? Probably not. Probably but, regardless of who's in there. To be honest with you, right? There's, there's still a gap. But what if the kid is just? What if the kid is so good? Like that's what I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing. My, if he was so good, like undeniably good, don't you think he would be playing right now? I don't know. They love these, like these, you know, seventh, eighth year guys. I know what you mean. You know, they yeah. love these dudes. I, I, right. And I get it. Somebody had a great quote, and forgive me, I forget who said it, but it's like if you're there, if you're a, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth year guy, You've been there too long. Yeah, there's that a reason. People go, you know, all right, well, we know what you can do. You haven't let, you're not good enough to leave. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. we've talked about this when it comes to college basketball players. Yeah. If you're a third, if you're, you know, a junior or a senior, that means you probably weren't good enough to come out, a good enough prospect to come out early. That's right. why you're, still, you're there because you'd have to be, not because you want to be. Right. So I, I, I totally understand that notion. Uh, I, I just think it's Clifford. I don't want to bang on Clifford, but no, but you know, I mean, he's not he's not a great he's not a great thrower. I mean, he's just not. No, not at all. And look, maybe they feel they got some receivers. They, man. they got some good kids. Those kids are good. I don't know if they feel that he manages the game better. Maybe they think Alar might turn the ball over. Like yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. you know, who knows I'm what sure that I'd is. That. Yeah. You know, so but he's I, also not the greatest. He's an incredible. Like, I would hire him as a GM. I just don't know that he's a great coach. Well, yeah, I was going to get to that, too, with James Franklin as far as – and we'll have a couple of weeks to talk about this when the game actually comes. But, you know, Chris brought up last year's game and the nip and tuck and how close it is and how big of a battle this is going to be. It's going to be a road game, a game that's likely going to be close. And James Franklin doesn't necessarily thrive in those situations, regardless of who the quarterback is. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? That, you know, they they might have that working against them. Like, they had had Happy Valley on their side last year, too. That cannot be understated. Like, that atmosphere, I remember that game. They made that the whiteout, I believe. And, Mm -hmm. like, just that that spooked Michigan more than a few times. Now the shoe's on the other foot. Now they have to go to the big house. And this is a Michigan team with actual, like, expectations 
and and excitement behind it. So they're going to get that repaid in full. I just don't know what that's going to really mean for Penn State with that with that factor on their side. But I will agree with you, Anthony. I know we have to go here, but as far as like letting young guys play, the idea of being able to pay your dues, I'm still an advocate of it in some senses. But if someone bursts onto the scene and they're going to help you get to where you want to go now, there's no reason to sit them just to sit on principle and say, like, well, he's too young. I can't put him in there yet. That's dumb. I'm trying to win ASAP as soon as I possibly can with whatever resources that I have. So if you put me in the best position to win, sorry, eighth-year guy, I'm putting in the rookie or the freshman. I hear you, brother. I hear you all day long. All right, let's take a quick T.O. We'll come back and uh, continue our foray into the college football slate. I love where we do our little detours and uh, and take big picture looks at each team. That's the point of it all where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, welcome back, fellas. As we hang out here on a Fox football Saturday. Uh, boys, real quick, I I got to bring this up. the The story involving Herm Edwards and somebody leaking out the game plan because they wanted a, a coaching change. Uh, are Are you kidding me with that story? That's wild. <laughs> I've seen some bad coaching situations before. I've seen some bad politics in college football before. I saw a pan like the. The athletic department all lined up, ready to fire Les Miles at LSU, and then Les goes out and wins a game or two and just completely makes them eat crow. I've never seen this idea I, because we heard this this from the athletic the that coaches from other teams were saying that yeah it wasn't hard to figure out their plans because they were we were getting hold of some of their game plans, and that's just incredible that Arizona State had this kind of politics going on that people just did not want Herm Edwards running that program anymore. It's not like he did great there, but well, I didn't think I, it was I, that I bad that they needed to get rid level of ridiculous that somebody oh, I mean, on your staff would do that. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's I, I got to ask you guys a question. Like, and by the way, don't forget, coming up, we got uh, after us, the Bet MGM kickoff show. That's right. Be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Tune in Saturday morning. That's this morning, right after us at 9 a.m. Eastern. And then tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
all presented by BetMGM. What what are your expectations for Arizona State? They weren't high anyway. I, I thought that was a bad hire to begin with. The only reason he got the job is because his former agent, Ray Anderson, for some reason was hired as the athletic director, and that shouldn't have happened either. So it was all set up to fail from the very beginning. There was some off-season it, drama. And oh, some, recruiting issues yeah, recruiting and issues, all yeah. of that. So the, surrounding the program during his entire tenure, some of the assistant coaches you know, got into it with players. It was not the greatest environment. So I'm not going to say that some staffers weren't rightfully so upset with how things were going, but to do that, I don't care how much you dislike that's a coach. You would never do that. Talk about breaking all sorts of codes. That's ridiculous. And whoever these people are should never get a job in coaching again for doing that. Right. That's ridiculous. I mean, it's unreal. They, uh, did you see, I think it was the athletic director meeting him at like <laughs> midfield. Yeah, that was Ray Anderson along yes. with the school was, president. Yes. Yeah, I've... Yeah. I've we all make fun of Lane Kiffin and how he got basically "quote unquote" fired on the tarmac from the USC job. I've never seen someone, a school, in such a rush to fire a man that they meet him out in midfield after a game. Well, like, the belief is at least people he wasn't actually fired. They just say like, "Hey, we need to talk tomorrow." That yeah. it was that sort of thing. Yeah, but still, that's that's it's the, not the best yeah. look, though. I'll give you that. It just the, the entire situation is weird, and I feel like this thing on top because again, because I. I go back to that Les Miles situation. Like they were yeah. ready to fire him. They had the press conference and everything, and then Les Miles wins his last game, and the students carry him off the field. And suddenly they're lined up the next day. Like, well, we've got to retain Les now. But this this beats it. This beats all of that. That someone out there is is like doing <laughs> Cold War out here leaking <laughs> leaking state I mean, secrets outrageous. to try to get a guy fired. I never seen anything like it. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uh, it's just such a ridiculous, you know, it's so embarrassing is what it is. My God. More evidence that ASU just needs to clean house top to bottom in the athletic department, starting with the athletic director, who, again, shouldn't be in that position anyway. Honestly, Herm probably got out before, before an NCA investigation is about to come to town. Well, too. I mean, they've been investigated already, so, you know, and I think it's still ongoing. That's why some of the assistant coaches are no longer there anymore. Yeah, yeah. So that's just the ugly part of it, you know? Yeah. It really is. Uh, all right, fellas, do me a favor, Fig. Hit us with some trending. All right, Albert Pujols adding to his Hall of Fame resume, resume, I should say, on Friday night. The Cardinals slugger hitting home runs number 699 and 700 as the Cardinals beat the Dodgers in Los Angeles 11 to nothing. Pujols, the fourth player in Major League history to hit at least 700 home runs. Elsewhere, the Mets getting a grand slam from Eduardo Escobar. They beat the A's in Oakland 9-2. Phillies all over Atlanta 9-1 for their third consecutive victory, which means the Mets now lead the Braves by two and a half games in the National League East. Milwaukee beat Cincinnati. They remain two games behind Philadelphia for the final National League wildcard spot. Yankees over the Red Sox 5-4. No home run for Aaron Judge. Still stuck on 60. Was one for four with a single on Friday night. Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and Cleveland with victories. College football Air Force rushed for over 460 yards as they hammered Nevada 48-20. Syracuse improves to 4-0 in the season. They also overcame four turnovers to beat Virginia 22-20. Utah picking up a big upset victory over Boise State by the score of 27-10. Back to the fellas. All right, thanks, brother. There we are, the fellas. That, by the way, Boise again going down. That's a big loss, man. Yeah, they have not. Hank Bachmeyer, you talk about like veteran quarterbacks, yeah. you know, not performing well. Who looks so good the last couple of years? 
I don't know what the hell's going on this year with him. Yeah, I know. I feel you. Fellas, live from the TireRack.com studios. Yeah, that that's just crazy. Hey, maybe Brian Harson can go back to Boise State. Yeah, right. Uh, doesn't seem like things are working out too well for him in Auburn. So No, man. You get that right. Uh, all right, let's continue our foray around college football. Uh, last we left, we were talking Penn State. We got Baylor in action uh, at Iowa State. That's actually a real good game. Uh, I think Iowa State could win that game. That's like an old-school Big 12 game. There's going to be some defense, really defense played in that one now. I know. Defense really running the ball. It really is great. Uh, but the jewel of the day is the cocktail party. We used to be the cocktail party. How come they didn't do it anymore? What's it's not PC, the cocktail party? Well, I know the old Florida, Georgia, they say they would it encouraged drinking or something. They want to discourage people from we uh, don't want to endorse right, the fact Florida, that people Georgia, get yeah. out here and destroy it and drinking for the, the old Florida, Georgia game. But Florida right. Tennessee a big rivalry game too. And That's right. I'm sorry. I was thinking Florida to Georgia was the, have a few pops. It doesn't matter who's yeah. playing. It's probably who. more than a few cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Come on. I just see SEC Florida. I was just, <laughs> just thinking cocktails. Maybe it's because I. It's more of a reflection on me as someone who likes cocktails. <laughs> right, um, right there with you. <laughs> Florida the fashions t- floating around. Yeah, Florida, Tennessee. I, I got to tell you guys, I'm curious what you guys think because I like Florida keep this game close. Ten, Tennessee is 10 and a half. Of course, they're 3-0. They're off to a great start. Florida had the big upset early over uh, Utah and then lost to Kentucky, which dropped, and they eked one out over South yeah. Florida. Did not look good against South Florida. No, they did not. But I, I think I smell a good game coming from the Gators. Tennessee uh, has been quietly very impressive this year. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm impressive. with you. Like, I don't even know how quiet it's football. been. Hinton Hooker has been spectacular. That, that offense is humming. No. I, I mean, just, look, they put up, uh, what, 59 Bull State, yeah. 34 Pitt. And Pitt's a decent team. They no, are. Beating Pitt is And then 63 against the Zips. But I would also I would also say this too. Like I think if Florida wants a chance in this, as much as I've you know liked how he played against Utah, I th- feel like Anthony Richardson just needs to play better at this point. He's got yeah, already yeah, got four interceptions on the year. Mm-hmm. It's, he hasn't thrown a single touchdown. No, how crazy yeah. is that? The the like he came into the year, I was really excited for what he did in the Utah game, and he just hasn't really followed it up with much of anything. He got really stimmied by Kentucky and. Oh, got, Kentucky's got a good defense. They do. Too. They have one they of the do. better defenses in the country. So they'll they'll probably do that to, to most teams they face this year. But it just I think it's more indicative that just the rest of this Florida team, there there's not too much around him either. No. So we'll we'll see. I expect Tennessee to kind of roll this game, especially you like, in, you like in, around. I, I think Florida can keep it keep it close. I just think just for the psyche of the Tennessee program <laughs> and where they've been and where the direction they yeah. think they're going in, they just have to win. It does not matter how they yeah, have to win. Like, you like, you're win. not like you got to cover the ten and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, whatever. It'd be, it'd be great if they did, and that that would right. be a huge statement if they found a way to cover. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. If, and if this is like you know the game's within a touchdown, and then at the end Tennessee gets you know a pick six or some sort yeah, of field goal to, to totally something yeah. like that to kind of, to kind of pull away and, and eventually cover the spread but not dominate the entire game. But because Florida has been so dominant in this series, Tennessee is trying to get themselves back into the elite of the SEC East. I think this will be a huge victory for them if they can beat Florida. I think it's a must win for them for that program 
considering where they are and where they're trying to go and knowing this is one of Florida's worst teams. Not that it's a bad team, but this is one of the worst Florida teams from a talent standpoint they've had in the last decade. It's not hard to envision another universe where the roles of Nebraska and Tennessee are completely flipped because they were basically, I I guess maybe because both of them were the teams of the 90s I kind of associate and then had a very long lull after that. I kind of associate them being very similar. (laughs) in just how I regard them. And yeah, right yeah. now, Tennessee is actually on the right foot. Nebraska, can't say that the same from Nebraska, but I could definitely see a universe where Tennessee doesn't have this. So the fact that Tennessee is on this up and up, knowing that you know they'll eventually have to play Alabama, as is their tradition, and that'll probably smack them back down to earth a little bit. They'll play no, Georgia. But listen, I agree but, with you. Like, I, they're, on, they're on the up and up. They're on, they're on the recovery. This looks like a little bit of Tennessee. They really ball. are. And I, I think the world is good when, when Tennessee football is, is mm-hmm. back. Like, I agree. I, I, think it's, I think there is an order uh, when uh, I get to see you know, the checkered end zone. So look, look, at the, look at this schedule they got, though. Wow. I mean, it you got to play. After this one. Look at it. You get, you get Florida today. And, again, uh, you know, it's no layup. You might be a double-digit favorite, but it's not exactly a layup. And then you got to go to. Then you're at LSU, so you're on the road at LSU. Even though LSU is, you know, not not the LSU, but you're still on the road there. Then, like you guys said, you got to host Alabama, right? Like you're hosting Alabama. Then you get a little bit of a respite with uh, UT Martin, but then you got to come right back. You got to you host Kentucky, who's nasty. And then you got to go to Athens and play Georgia. Mm-hmm. So you got Florida, LSU, Bama, Kentucky, and Georgia five in the next six weeks. It's murderer's row. And by the way, that game well, against Vanderbilt. I might Vanderbilt be the toughest schedule in all college football right there. That yeah. game against Vanderbilt at the end of the year, that's not a gimme either. Well, I they're, mean, they're doing a little we, better. Yeah, I mean, that's murder, murderer's row, though. I mean, yeah. my God. Yeah, it's, like, it's going rough. through that. And I don't, I just, wow. I don't see their path to victory over as good as they are. I don't see their path to victory over Georgia or Alabama. They'd have to have a huge upset in one place or another. There, I don't even see them beating Kentucky to be honest with you. So, yeah. I mean, I guess of those groupings of teams, I guess Kentucky would be the most likely that they beat. <laughs> but even right. then, I don't see it. But I mean, I mean even look, LSU on the road's not a gimme. No, it's not. But man, LSU has looked so putrid this year. I know. This year. I know. They don't look well coached. They'll, no, they're they not don't. good on offense. They no. now look, but at home, you know. I mean, you're, you know, it helps. When, yeah. when, when do they put it together? Like to me, it's like they will eventually does he put it together. Right? You so, know, he listen. He might be a half a scoundrel, but <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a terrific coach. Like that, that Brian Kelly is a good he has coach. To come in and change the culture and, and, a, and a bunch yeah. of different things. So like, look, LSU is probably going to be is going to look different on November first than they look now. The question Correct. is, will they look better on October eighth? which is all that matters for uh, Tennessee. So are they going to be able to turn around in that short of an order? They, Tennessee might actually get them right at the right time. They are going to have a bye week before that LSU game, yeah. which will help. But. And look, if, if they can find a way, if Tennessee can win eight games this year, nine games this year, I think uh, you'll take that as a victory considering oh how God, tough the yeah. schedule is. If you go yeah, in nine yeah. games? Yeah, you win nine games with that schedule? Yeah. You, you come back, you know, it's you good. Can, can win, I think they can probably win ten. Just the only two losses to Georgia and Alabama. It's hard for me to see them beating Georgia, Alabama, and Kentucky. I, if I had to get three baked-in losses, those would be the three for me. 
Yeah. And, and that, then you have that to count perfect for, against, you know, Florida, LSU, right. Vandy, right? That, like yeah, you get, and you don't yeah. know when somebody is going to come up and bite you. Look, I mean, right. Chris, you mentioned Vandy. I wouldn't discount at South Carolina the week before that. Agree. You know? You just, you know, just when you, it's a gauntlet. So you mm-hmm. just never know when you're just going to get bit. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know. Because as good as they are and they're improving, they're not Georgia. You know? Right. So they're, they're not that good. Not yet. They might work right. their way towards that level, but they're not. And they're so, coming back. You know, they're on the back. They're coming. They're on the men. Right. All right. We'll call, take quick T.O. We'll come back and uh, continue our little look into the games today in week four in college football. Also, a little bit later, I, I got to bring this up because it's the greatest thing ever. And it involves Ted Lasso. So I, I gotta I gotta bring this up to you guys. We're the fellas hanging out on a Fox football Saturday right here. Keep it right here. Always Fox Sports Radio. Fellas. Live from the tirerack.com studios. You know it's funny, guys. Like the school starts. And my God. The the sickness already began. The kids are like a petri dish, man. One of my friends is a uh, high school teacher, and he got it pretty quick too. Already, dude. Yeah, they, he's been yeah. Out this week with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Do we? We, um, we, we there's like seven kids went home from school. I do. do my poor little guy has been suffering. The big the big one had it earlier in the week. And then the little guy has strep, throat, and the flu. And, of course, you know, everybody in my house has it. My wife, my mother-in-law, uh, uh, you know. And then I was I was doing good, right, because I was, I was camped out downstairs. And then, you know, when you get a call, when you go, oh, no, you, you start to feel it. Oh, it hit me this, it hit me like last night. It sucks. Cause, you know, the little guy was like, was like, we watched, because he was uncomfortable, so we have to watch our shows, right? So we are sick movies. So Kicking and Screaming. Have you guys seen that one? I have not. You ever saw that with the soccer one? Hmm. With, 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 uh, with Will Farrell? No. I don't and even Mike know if I'm familiar with it. Oh, it's a classic. And Mike Dicka? Nope. Oh, bro. No, nobody in there? Nope. You know Chris? how bad I am with sports movies. Oh, yeah. You're the worst. And movies in general with me, movies honestly. Movies in general for me. Too. I just love them. So. Yeah, really? You guys are like crickets. Absolutely. I mean, the cricket kicking and screaming is like a classic. Ah, the soccer movie? No. Nope. I can't believe it. No, all right. All right. I'll yeah, check watch- it out, though. Yeah, it's a funny, you know, it's a funny kids movie. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's Will Farrell. And then, the, and then the other one was, and we we did uh, while well, we did the Titans, because not, nothing's better than that, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, remember the Titans, that. of course, absolutely. Oh, thank God, I was. Well, I know you have faith because we've talked about it, Chris. Have, yes, have you? Nope. You never saw Remember the Titans. Nope, never did. I mean, are you serious? Nope. I mean, I that's a violation. In fact, I, I, I gotta. <laughs> 
Bro, you, you have never seen Remember the Titans. Not a You not can't a do a second. sports show in America without having seen Remember the Titans. Well, I'm doing one right now. No, I, I really, I want to suspend you. Where we, where, what? I'll, uh, I'll let you borrow my VHS. Where's Scott? I know this called mean. Scott Shapiro. Where's he at? Are you going to be kidding me? How could you not have seen Remember the Titans? I think Scott is still smarting from that Vikings loss on Monday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't hear from him. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't hear from my, from my boy. And it was funny. I, I was in close to texting him, right? But I, you know, I mean, I can't just, just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I, like it was Tuesday and I was about to text him and go, yo, bro. So Scott is our uh, program uh, director here at, at Fox Sports Radio. He's a great, dude. Mm-hmm. So for everybody listening. And he's, and a, was, he's a big Minnesota sports he's fan. Huge. He's from Minnesota. Yeah. He's huge. You know, legit. He's a legit sports fan, sports guy. And I was about to hit him up with a, yo, dude. What happened to your Vikings, brother? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, and, you know, after the NFC Championship game a few years back, oh, when right. we dropped them, uh-huh. yeah. uh, I was like, I'll let this slide. I'll let him slide <laughs> on this one. I've ca- we've caused him enough pain. I don't want to add. I don't want to pile on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, bro, remember the Titans. Like, you know, like, seriously, if I open up the phone lines right now and said, does Chris deserve a, a <laughs> violation? I you know, would, you would I know get, exactly. I know I exactly mean, would, Oh, my God. All I'll say is they got to deal with it because I'm the one running the board here. It doesn't matter. I, I don't need it to read a box score. I don't need it to see these games. You need for perspective in life. There, there are certain movies that you that it's Americana. Just oh my god! I need this is crazy. I'm losing my mind. I, I I'm I don't even know what to say anymore. I, I I still can't even believe it. Like Psycho Chris has stunned us in the past, right? Like he, we know he is an he is an odd fella, right? We're all fellas. He's the odd fella. Right of all of this, you know, Figgy, normal, you know, just good dude. No, that's normal, is debatable, depending on who you talk to. But well, but, you listen, you're you're a, you're a normal, you know, just you're a bro. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. I'm gonna, if I'm going to like categorize you, I go, you know, Figgy's a bro. Yeah, he's well like, adjusted. You know? Yeah, sure. You know, like whatever. Like you know, like you're just a bro. Like. I think you and I kind of are very similar from the mm-hmm. have a similar kind of fabric. Definitely, yeah. Right, I'd like our so. interests pretty lots lie in. Like, yeah, I may like movies and story a little bit more because kind of that's what I do. But yeah, you write you know, scripts whatever. and all that. Yeah, so yeah, but like you know, what comes to pop culture, you know, mm-hmm. full of things. Right, we're sports guys number one, but like you know, we just had this you know just normal kind of behavior. Right. And then there's Psycho Chris. I mean, Fig. My man give you chapter and verse on Japanese anime. Right. And what else? What's his other thing? He likes sumo. I like Shakespeare a lot. What else? What else, uh, Chris? Shakespeare, sumo, soccer. I've gotten into F1. 
probably tell you no, a lot really about soccer. I mean, listen, like that's not you that's know. not abnormal. Okay, right. and honestly, over the last I'd say three years, getting into F one is not that no abnormal it's either. Like my, so. in, no. if anything, that's my sister's getting. No, into sumo it. is is abnormal. Saki, <laughs> like no, listen, I love the fact that he loves the Japanese culture. Like that's yeah, cool. It's really cool. Right, it, it really is. You know, like I love the Italian culture, and, and I'm like, I like the European stuff. So I appreciate that. I don't know you two do, Fig. You and I bonded over mm-hmm. that stuff. Definitely. Both my sisters are like francophiles to an extreme. Right. Okay. But, you know, like you, you have to admit, you take it to the extreme of the, you know, the, the you have the uh, several sakis. Right, you, you can yeah. I like drinking t- sake. I like drinking sake and plum wine. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew you were going to go sake. Right. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Well, I was going plural, but whatever. Uh, you you got to know. Remember the Titans, dude. I mean, seriously, like that's just not that's not acceptable. We can keep doing this. We can keep dressing I'm, up I, all sorts I, of different I, ways. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to. Dress, I'm not trying to do anything and dressing up or whatever. I, I just, I, I'm stunned. Like, listen, I get, like, kicking and screaming. Whatever, it's fine. Like, you know, it's a kid's movie. And I get, I completely understand why Figgy hasn't seen it. Like, that's not, you know, not, it's not a big deal. But remember the Titans. You love football. Yes. I mean, of all the movies, I mean, is it that, could that be the number one football movie ever, Figgy? Yeah, it could be up there also because it's, you know, not it, a lot it's of football cult- movies. It's culturally important. There's, you know, race relations involved. It's yes. more, you cannot be a football fan and like Remember the Titans. You know, you don't even have to be a football fan or, or watch the movie for the football aspect of it. The social aspect of it, exactly. and the historical part of it, is really good. And just the bonding of, and it's, it, you know, the lesson of it. It's just a beautiful story. And. You got Denzel Washington, one of the premier actors of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he you see every Denzel movie. He's, he, He's spectacular. He, yeah, exactly. Like, and then you then you're then you're in sports radio. Let's so remember the Titans blitz all night. Like you, how could you not know that? Like you're an alien, my brother. Yes, I think he takes that as a. As a compliment. Badge of honor. I yes. Know Listen, I, A, I watch sports because what attracts me to sports is their inherent unscripted nature. The minute you add a script to something makes it no longer anything in the sports world, and thus I start to lose the interest a little bit. Stop. B. I write movies. Stop. No, I'm just, I, you, I don't want to hear that. That's nonsense. B. You could tell a story and, and have it. And and have stark realism. I just that's not fun. stop stop. That's, 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 that's what that draws that. me to I, the NFL. And B I, at the end of the day, like I just haven't gotten around to it. Can you do me a favor and watch it this week? Maybe. Maybe either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. I don't, you don't know. need I've to be a, like on my plate. Maybe. I work a lot of different jobs. Like, all right, well, it's, it's two hours, not even. Now, I don't think it's even two, two hours. hours. It might be 90 minutes. Jeez. Uh, I mean, you know. Ethan, now you're new on the show, I feel Ethan. like if I pushed something on you, you would just push back hard. You Dude, were pushing I'm like, I pushed this on me. Okay, I, I'm not telling you to go watch, you know, some uh, 
one of my favorite gangster movies or TV shows. Go go watch Gamora or Peaky Blinders. One of my, you know, I, I'm I not like giving Peaky you that. Blinders. What's that? I do like Peaky Blinders. Okay, well, I'm not telling you to go watch any of that, like Gamora. And what about, about the, the and mafia what, in Naples? What, what? What about any given Sunday? I, I mean, listen, that, that's a good movie, but... You know, remember the Titans is the, is like an apex of football movies, I mean, right or wrong? And right, but you got to remember, I, I got to be in here with Chris uh, every every Saturday, so I got to be careful what he, I say. He's here. trying to play nice. This I, is this is a, this is a first timer mistake. I, Listen, I, I do think it's a total violation between me and you. Both Philly guys, we understand. I still remember the Titans when I was four years old. Exactly. But it's one of the – I watched it with my entire family, just like kicking and screaming. But, you know, some people don't like the sports movies, you know? Okay, some people don't like sports movies, fine. But, A, it's Denzel Washington, so it's not your average sports movie. Right away, he goes – I don't like the saccharine nature of sports movies. Okay, I, I get it. You know, there's well, maybe, a bit well, of form, formula to sports movies, but not with Denzel Washington. Oh, well, my well, Chris, God. Well, Chris, what kind of movies? What's the movie for you? Like, if we're talking good movies. Man, I just haven't gone to many movies. That's the other thing. I just, I think the last time I really went to the movies, it was that double, I did a double feature on, like, Uncut Gems and Knives Out. Okay, well, I think, I think, I think you know, those are both good movies. Good movies, both good movies. Exactly. If I'm like favorite movies, I, I mean, I've got an old copy of Blade Runner around here somewhere. Okay, uh, whatever, I, I dude, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to I, say. I don't know what to say either. I don't even know how to defend myself on this. I'm just, I didn't even realize it was a big deal. <laughs> how could you not re- realize that's a big deal? Very carefully. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers Anthony. I really, I don't care as much, but it would make me raise an eyebrow if someone were to tell me that they did not see Remember the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Americana, right, right or wrong. I mean, and you're in sports, like. I don't, I don't but it was. It bothers it me in this sense, like, like it's not. There's it's certain movie, things you got to see. There's certain, you know, every human being needs to read a, read certain books. Watch certain movies. It just needs to be in your repertoire. That's it. I did. I did. I spent my entire senior year in high school studying King Lear. I think I've done enough on certain on certain things. Okay, no, okay, Mr. Shakespeare. I, and by the way, I, I'm. Uh, that's another another debate that I'll have all day long, but not for this. The airways. We do sports radio. All yeah, right. And I'm here to talk and I will talk sports. And, and I like there is no way. Like if I open up the phone lines. I just went, violation or no violation? Like, no, seriously. I, I will tell you exactly what it's going to be. It's 100% violation. I know exactly what this is. Well, okay, well, I then exactly. when I say to you, would you watch it? And I did it nicely. Didn't I not think, you know, I'm, I'm under the weather when I do it nicely like that. Like that. Well, you, you circle back to doing it nicely. It's like, oh, come on. How have you not seen? So after we got off of that level. But, that, but, like, that's, that, but that's, come on. <laughs> I know. I'm you had the same it. reaction I'm I did. I'm giving you a hard time. Yes. He's like, can you at least watch it? And then Chris was like, I oh, will see. I don't know. You're starting to activate the part of my brain that is just certified donkey right now. I'm digging in my heels. I kind of figured that, actually. I feel the more that Anthony presses, the more defiant you get. So, and the more irritated exactly. that I get, right? That's Which what happens. I think Chris may take some enjoyment out of. So, yeah, I know he does. <laughs> Freaking bastard! 
We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. The TireRack.com. Listen, we're here to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right. Uh, all right. I got, I got to drop it. I, I, I do. Because I'll start. You know how I get fig. Oh, yeah. I, it'll, it, I'll start. I'm a dog with a bone. Mm-hmm. It's not good. And there's a lot of things. By the way, real quick, and then I promise we'll get back to breaking down all the games because I do want to hit the uh, the NFL in a second. Did you see that you like the FIFA game? Speaking of soccer. I haven't played in a while, uh, but I, I do know this story. Yeah, please go ahead. This is good. All right. So you can now play FIFA. And the new FIFA that's coming out, you're going to have – Ted Lasso as your coach. The team. Roy Kent. Oi. Sam Abasanya. You got Jamie the whole Tart. Crew. I love Sam. Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. How great is that that you get Ted Lasso? It's pretty cool. It, uh, on FIFA. Which, you know, it, it drew this whole discussion into having the, the great. Of course, Chris is out on all this. But the soccer, great so sports that. movies. And I don't have Apple TV, so I don't get Ted Lasso, but I appreciate them in FIFA. You, you got, I mean, it's a shame because you would love Ted Lasso. No, I've heard great Anybody things. Anybody with a soul would lo- loves, Ted, loves Ted Lasso. Yeah, and again, another TV series that it's around a sport, but you do not have to be a soccer fan to, to like and appreciate that show and what it means and what it stands for. I can for. definitely feel its influence because that whole Welcome to Wrexham series, the docu-series with yeah, right. Rob McElhenney, they are absolutely yeah, 100% trying to get like those those Ted Lasso vibes. They're coming in trying to be very, very positive and upbeat about all of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's such a great... Well, to Figgy's point, you're right. You don't have to be... You know, a soccer fan. It's a, it, the messaging is just—it's beautiful. It's just a great story. It's it it's well done. It's well acted. The well characters. Written. You know. You know. It's funny. It is well written. The every character has, except for one, has is likable, and 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 has redemption and uh, is is a. It's amazing how. You could root for every character. I'm trying to. I'm racking my brain for the one who isn't likable. Well, the what, what he did was a dastardly thing. Oh, okay, right? Yeah, and he's not likable, is he? No, no. So you got one guy, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's funny, it, and the show's so well done. And it's funny because there's shows out there like take Seinfeld. Every one of those characters are detestable. Right, like, I, I didn't watch the series. Uh, maybe that's a violation on my part. I've seen no, maybe well, three I mean, whatever. I, I'm not, whatever. I mean, it's really it's, it's on know. all the time. I'm kind of right. It's it a, is on a, a lot. It's a you know whatever. It's a piece of Americana. I mean, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, 
That's really funny. is brilliant stuff. Funny part, and, I know, love Curb Your Enthusiasm. I watch yeah, I, most so episodes I love of Curb. That. That's my favorite. I do. <laughs> I've not seen much of Seinfeld at all. He's detestable. Yeah. Right? But that's yeah. who he is. He's yeah. a detestable fella. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's where everything about him is detestable. Yeah. Like you could listen. I love that guy. Right. He he's a brilliant guy. He he's, is. he's he's you want to talk about erudite, Larry David's erudite. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant dude. Mm-hmm. But you you would five minutes in the room with him, you want to choke him. <laughs> Right, you'd be like, yo, dude, you know, take it down a lot. Shut yeah. up. Why'd you go sit in the corner? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that's what you would do. But that Ted Lasso is the greatest. It really is. And it's- I'm also glad they, that there's this is going to be the final season whenever it is released. And they're yeah, not going to try to drag this thing on. Right. Because you know? the more and more you do it, obviously, is diminishing returns at that point. They know they have something special. They want to wrap it up the right way. So they decided to put a bow on it and not extend it past this season three coming out here soon. Agreed. I agree with you. All right, we'll get back to our game breakdowns coming up shortly where the fellas at least figured I are. I don't know, Chris, I'm what, what kind probation. of species you are. You've been What's relegated. Oof. Man. My Tough affair. God. We'll come up for next season. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No remember the Titans. Coach Boone. I say Coach Boone. Figgy goes, yeah. I mean, Chris goes, what? Oh, my God. Fellas, right here. Fox Sports Radio. Fellas. Hanging out. On a Fox football Saturday. And we come to you live from the uh, TireRack.com studios. All right, boys. Let's uh, take a foray into uh, the NFL. All right. First, let's look at uh, Monday night. and Those bills are ridiculous. Ridiculous. They are so good. All right. So we had the showdown of all showdowns this week. In the AFC East, Bills and Dolphins. The Dolphins coming off of a miraculous comeback down 35 to 14 against Baltimore. Come all the way back. Tua looks fantastic. Tyreek Hill, Waddle, the whole thing. Those two the ridiculous weapons that come all the way back. The Bills stop Tennessee, and I, I I said this to you last week, Fig. I think, and it's one of those things where I I really believe. I think the Bills will annihilate Miami on Sunday. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Like they look, I don't want to take credit away from the Dolphins for the comeback they had against Baltimore, but a couple of completely blown coverages, especially that last one, right to Tyreek Hill. Like I don't know if that's that's not something that you can consistently rely on. Obviously, on a week in week out basis, and Buffalo is just at a completely different level than everybody else. That's right, including Miami at this point. So maybe Miami hangs in there for a quarter and a half or something. And by the way, Miami's defense is not bad. They're very solid and forced turnovers right. and all that. They had you know a tough week last week against Lamar Jackson, but a lot of teams do. But I mean, Josh Allen who can just carve you up with his arm and with his legs, all the weapons in the world. They get after it defensively. Von Miller has injected life on them, into them on, de- on defense. Yeah, it, wouldn't, it would not surprise me if Buffalo ran them off the field in the second half. How many times has Buffalo punted this season? <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> once. Maybe one once. time. Yeah. 
it's it's unbelievable. They're they're really really good. They remind me of, you know, it's funny. They're like the Patriots of of oh seven. You know, yeah, yeah, years past, right? Where they were so good, so good, so good. And I, I was telling a friend of mine who who's a you know sports better kind of guy, and I was like, dude, if I were you, I would be betting the Bills every week. They got this. They're going to be one of these teams that goes. That it's going to take them eight, nine weeks before they can make a line big enough yeah, for gonna, them to have a letdown. Yeah, you said take them every week. I was going to say on the money line or like with the point spread every week. No, with the line. You know. Yeah. I mean, okay. With the line, they're, they're going to be they're, before they can have a letdown where they won't cover. Is my point. Like they're going to they're going to go eight, nine weeks. Yeah. And they'll be eight one against the spread. I mean, you could see it. They're and this week sets up because they have a tough you know, stretch. Well. It looks on paper as if it would be a tough stretch for the next month. So you got Dolphins at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at home, at Kansas City, and then Packers at home. On a Sunday night, Green Bay. Yeah, that, I mean, you got, listen, Bills, you got Chiefs, Packers. Is a, I mean, there's some great games coming up. Chiefs, Packers, back-to-back weeks. I would even say Dolphins, Ravens, back-to-back They've weeks is really, not the easiest on the road, yeah. both of those games. They've yeah. really set the Bills up to basically play the all-star schedule in season. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. That team is fantastic. You know, they're just housing everyone in front of them, too. I just, I, I, I feel like it's hard for me to look at them and say, I'm just wondering, like, where... Where they even pick up a loss at this point? Because I feel like they're just going to clean up with the Packers too. Like it's just well, I mean, there, there will be a I mean, down game. She, for them, I mean, you, sure. you know, it, it, to Figgy's point, I mean, Dolphins Ravens is not easy. You know, especially next week on the road. I do think, like both those games on the road, and I do think that they're going to annihilate Miami because Miami, everybody's feeling good about themselves. And I think Buffalo is going to take it personal. Like, it's a short week. And everybody's like, oh, look at this, short week. Miami knocking off the Bills. And I think they're going to look at this game and go, we're going to show you who's the king of the AFC East. <laughs> I, that's kind of my vibe. Knowing Sean McDermott and knowing how they run things up there, I think this thing is a, this thing's a beat down. Now, next week, I don't know, could they have a letdown against Baltimore? Maybe. Then you got to, to Figgy's point. You can, then you got to go to Kansas City, and they're legit. And then you got to go. Then you got to go home and, and face Green Bay. And Green Bay, listen, you saw. I know it's the Bears, and I know they lost the first game, but or they didn't look impressive in the first game. But I, I think Green Bay's defense is legitimate. He Rogers has Lazar back. You got you know Aaron Jones. And and AJ Dillon, uh, I think at some point the rookie will be good. You look at Watson; he'll, he'll at some point they'll figure out a route of role for him as the playmaker down the field. So I think Green Bay is legitimate fake. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I we talked about this before the season started that I was more bullish on Green Bay than a lot of people have been because of all the weapons that the Green Bay Packers lost, but defensively, and I, I think they're going to end up being by the end of the year one of the better defenses in the entire league and Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers and they run the ball you know when they're clicking and they're healthy up front which they haven't been by the way and they will be here in the next week or so it'll be one of the better running teams in the NFL what's the old line r-e-l-a-x relax yeah 
Joe yeah. Burrow borrowed that line earlier this week from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. So if you have if they look if they're healthy he and clicking, he better he better borrow the the O line. Yeah, exactly. he, he needs his O line. <laughs> if they can get their stuff together and get back to you know get to the the type of team that I think that they are, then that Green Bay team can they might have the elixir to be able to at least hang with Buffalo and maybe get a win if they can run the ball and take the air out of it and keep that Buffalo offense off the field. You never know. They they are built. <laughs> to be the kind of team that will potentially give a team like Buffalo trouble. Now, whether they actually will or not remains to be seen. Right. But they're a, built, a team that's built on the running game, built with a strong defense, built to try to uh, have time of possession. I feel like that's probably the best way to be able to beat a team like Buffalo is to make sure you take the ball out of the offense's I hands. completely agree. Completely agree. Hey, uh, let's continue the conversation about Green Bay in a second. But first – Here's some trending, Fig. All right. Well, we'll go from the frozen tundra to uh, sunny Southern California. The uh, history was made in Los Angeles Friday night. Home runs number 699 and 700 for the great Hall of Famer, soon to be Hall of Famer, I should say, Albert Pujols. Cardinals beating the Dodgers 11 to nothing. Pujols joining Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Barry Bonds as the only other major leaguers to hit 700 home runs or more in their careers. Aaron Judge still chasing home run number 61. He stuck on 60. He did have a single in the Yankees 5-4 victory over the Boston Red Sox, but still has to wait another day to try to chase down Roger Maris's record of 61 in the American League. Speaking of the AL, Cleveland defeating Texas 6-3. They have a stranglehold on the AL Central after the White Sox lost to Detroit. Cleveland now an eight-game lead with 11 games remaining on the schedule. Chris Bassett and the Mets beat Oakland 9-2. Baltimore with a shutout over Houston 6-0. Colorado walked off the Padres 4-3. Rays, Phillies, and Angels with victories as well. College football, Syracuse improved to 4-0. They defeated Virginia 22-20. UTEP a 27-10 upset victory over Boise State. Air Force laying the wood to Nevada. 48 to 20. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas. Coming to you live from the tireact.com studios right here every Saturday. Uh, let's uh, continue our foray. Let's talk about Green Bay. The other game that I, I to me, it stands out in neon because I like Buffalo. And then the game that stands out in neon to me is Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Now, this is a rematch from last year. If you remember uh, America's Game of the Week on Fox, it was uh, a total Tampa beatdown on the Packers. They were they were coming back. Green Bay was coming back in the game. And Rodgers had a horrible game. It was a pick six. There, uh, it was it was like a pronounced win by Tampa Bay in that game. And I think this is the revenge coming. I think that this is going to be the opposite. I look at Tampa now, no Mike Evans. Their offensive line is not, you know, in in, in not great shakes. Not great shape. You know that. All of a sudden, Brady hits the injury report with uh, an injury on his throwing hand. I, I look at this thing, and it sets up to me like a just big time Packer win. Uh, in Tampa. I will say with all the circumstances surrounding this week, uh, injuries on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, God knows what receivers they're even suiting up this weekend. They're bringing in guys off the street. 
Uh, Tom Brady with a messed up hand, not the best offensive line situation. A Green Bay Packer team that I think is as motivated. You mentioned the they won over the Bears, but that embarrassing loss in Week One. I think they're still smarting over that. And it's a big time game in a in a prime situation, and I think they recognize that that this will be a big win for them. So um, I think both teams are a little undermanned, but I think Tampa more so than Green Bay. So even just based on that is why I would give it to Green Bay. And I feel like Green Bay is just really highly incentivized to want to get a victory here because there are a lot of doubters for them right now. Yeah, I, I it just sets up. Like last year, they get they walk into a buzzsaw. The Tampa is, is sickly right now. Now, now they, could get, they could get well, certainly, at some point during the season. I kind of expect them to. So I don't think this is the end of, of no. Tampa. no. But they're sickly. I mean, right now they're sickly. I mean, their line, forget about no Evans for the game. Their line is not right. Brady does not look right. No. Yeah, even when the guys were in there, you know, hasn't looked right. And having a messed up finger is not going to help with that. And no, no Mike Evans and no Godwin, you know, and a backup to the backup left tackle, I believe. I think they're on their third string tackle. It's a lot to overcome. So Roger said earlier this week when he was talking about Brady and and the conference call reporters talked about that he will not play until he's 45. Do you see that? Uh, well, no. The fact that he's actually openly saying it. So Brady was always kind of nebulous, up in the air. We'll see. I plan to play until I'm 50. Well, maybe not. Aaron Rodgers is explicitly – he said last year, I believe, you know, I have other plans for my life of what I want to do after football. I'm not defined by it, et cetera, et cetera. So I will take him at his word that he says he's not going to play that late. It's a lot. That's a – it's a look, it's wear and tear physically, mentally, personally on your family. Tom Brady certainly knows that depending on what reports you want to believe have come out uh, about his situation. Yeah, I know. So it's a, it's a heavy toll. And a lot of guys – it takes a lot to be able to want to put yourself through that sort of thing that late of a stage in your life. So – I certainly look. I I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. He might not be the same player he was even eight years ago, but he's still damn fun to watch and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So he'd be missed once he does retire. But I certainly understand his sentiment and not want to play this thing forever because the longer and longer you stay, the more the higher risk you have of suffering really really bad injuries, especially at that at that position. Despite the fact that as much as they're trying to protect quarterbacks now, it's you, you take one bad hit. You know, it's it, it could be over for you very quickly, especially if you were in a, in a upper age range like someone like he and Tom Brady are. Yeah, yeah. Although you know, again, you know, those guys are in supreme shape too, and uh, and Rogers does move. I mean, he's still, yeah. he still. It's amazing, man, because he still looks like Brady. Brady's never been that guy, right? So he looks stiffer than he usually than he has been in the past. But it doesn't really matter. But he does look stiffer, if, he, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rodgers, I mean, just, he looks great. He still looks great. Like, he just moves, like, with such great fluidity. He does. And he might he might be one of those guys that says, you know what, I'd rather retire a year early than a year late. I could see that. You know? Yeah. So it's like, if I have a little bit left in the tank, I think I'd rather just leave it there. Yeah, and, you know, you know he is – he is an eccentric kind of guy. Definitely so, different. Yep. You know, that that'll uh, that kind of thing that plays into it. But you know what though? I, as much as he talks about it, talks about it, you he, there is something that he, he plays he still I was watching him Sunday night, I'm going, he I, he doesn't play like a guy ready to retire. 
Like he plays like a guy that's still just is driven. He still feels driven to me. I get that aspect. And then also, if you look at just where the organization is going, the fact that they, you know, selected Love when they did, yeah. doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of weapons around them. Now it's not their fault. They offer, they offered Devontae Adams more money than the Raiders offered. He just wanted to move back closer to his family. So you can't begrudge the organization for that, I guess. But hasn't really helped him out a lot with a lot of help um, at times. Uh, throughout his career and we talked about this earlier in the show the older you get the more help you need not not the less so I just wonder if the writing on the wall is there for him there and maybe he looks to move on you know he has that out in his contract when he signed the renegotiated his deal in the offseason to be able to potentially go somewhere else so I guess the wonder is does he want to go somewhere else and start anew at this point in his career or would he rather say you know what I just rather hang it up right now and just uh, and just keep on pushing and we've heard those rumblings from uh, before about you know maybe like Denver was really wanting yeah. to make a play if, at him or something. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, Figgy, like when you get up to that age, like, you know, how much do you really want to start over? How much do you really want to get to know another new head coach and another new offensive coordinator and another new, you know, offensive line and everything? It's it's a lot to process to get used to and to, to try to go for it. And I understand it's, there, you know. There, but you're right, but there's also, I don't know, there's also like a challenge piece of it, right? Like there's also, I look at it and go, I wouldn't mind starting fresh somewhere where I'm the man. Like I walk in, like Brady goes to Tampa, Brady does whatever he wants. You don't want to go to camp, you don't go to camp, I whatever just, it is. You know, it's kind of cool to be, wooed one last time in your career and go out like I spent a couple of years as being the man anywhere you want. No, I get that. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is really wired that way to really to really like I like Brady Brady know. absolutely wanted to be the man when he came to Tampa. And I think Aaron Rodgers wants to be treated like he is the man, but at the same time I don't think he wants to go through that process I to get get wooed like I I don't know. You you no, might be he's, right. he's a guy who, who he likes the attention. I feel like a lot of this for him, too, at this point, is just he feels like he maybe needs one last pull at a Super Bowl for his legacy, if nothing else. I, I, if I, if I he had a second ring, he, I don't think he'd be playing this year. I don't know. He seems too driven to me to think that he would not be playing. Now, I don't know. Maybe you're right that you know if he's got another ring. I, I, do, I get that piece of it, but I also look at him and I think – he likes to be – he likes his spotlight, and he also likes to be – you know, he likes that respect. He, he, he You know, you could see it, Figgy. Yeah, I I just wonder if there, was, there could be other outlets for him to be able to get his name in the spotlight. He's done – he does his weekly hit with Pat McAfee. Yeah. He does his other stuff. He hosted yeah. Jeopardy for a little bit. Yeah, he talked about that. You yeah. know, so these are all other things that he potentially can still put himself out there in the limelight. He's going to slide nece- right into a media role. Yeah, without necessarily yeah, playing I, football, I, you know. I hear you. I, I hear you. Uh, all right. I don't think it makes him any less of a competitor, by the way. I think Tom Brady is just a neurotic freak. And I mean that in the nicest way. I don't mean I that pejoratively, but you know what I mean? He's an outlier. Well, I think Rodgers got a piece of that in him, too, though. Possibly. The problem is we just don't know. He's just he's wired so differently. You don't yeah. know what he's going to do you know, on a day-in, day-out basis and how he's going to react to certain things. All right. dog, I, I, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what the hell is going on in Denver. <laughs> what, 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 
I like if you want to talk about listen, I don't know, I didn't expect them to be the Bills, but I didn't expect them to be this. I, well, I mean I did you guys expect it? Well, I did tell you I was not as bullish on on Denver as as your as you and a few other people. Now granted there's still a long season left to go, but if one of your glaring holes, glaring weaknesses is coaching, I mean, I, I that's like a the problem. Chargers and the Chiefs. I mean, I just thought that they were, I, I, you know, they were, I, you know, decent. Like, you know, I, they look horrible. I understand coaching in the NFL is difficult and that there's a lot of things going on, but I mean this in the nicest way possible. After watching that Denver game on Sunday, I don't know how Nathaniel Hackett got the job. I don't know yeah, how don't, he's how he's an NFL coach. Yeah, like a little bit. Like if he you're, didn't have he didn't have a punt returner on the field for a punt yeah. he knew co- was coming, and he burned a timeout. The, the, he took a delay of game that turned a, yeah. a, a sure field goal into a punt. Like like I, I watched him burn all three of his second half timeouts on unforced errors. It's it it was no, a continuation he, of months. He's like, horrible. It's no, and he makes w- ridiculously stupid decisions. Like r- like he's swimming completely. I, I listen. I know this is. It sounds like hot take and it's all the nonsense. I, I don't mean it in this way. I, I would replace him right now. I'd say that's a huge mistake, and I would get ahead of it before it does any kind of damage. He's embarrassing. Telling you, that's the I, thing. I you can't alone, have though. your glaring weakness cannot be coaching. I, I don't. They will come back and bite you. I don't think you're alone because I've talked to some of other producers and like, look, I'm trying not to do the the hot take thing. I'm not trying to come out blazing, all guns firing. But Nathaniel Hackett should probably be on the hot seat after the way he's coached these two games. Like, it's inexcusable. Like, I've yeah. seen bad game management, bad clock management in the NFL. Everyone's kind of guilty of it, not to the degree that Nathaniel Hackett has been doing this. I mean, it's obvious. Like, if you can't handle little things, you know, what's, well, I mean, what's your offense look like? Well, that offense looks terrible. And it shouldn't with the, with the personnel that you got. Well, you're talking about if you let him go, who are you replacing him with? Because they had, they had <laughs> the, the Denver home crowd was, was counting down the play clock for the Denver on, offense on the field. <laughs> like, that's something you only see in the NBA for the opposing player. Like, yeah. it, it was surreal. Yeah. Utterly surreal. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, obviously you got to re, redo the whole thing. Um, I, 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 he looks like he would do more damage, though. Yeah, he's he's overmatched. I mean, I'll go get any. Give me one of these veteran guys that are hanging around. That, I mean, uh, you know, the only person I'm looking at their coaching staff right now with any measurable amount of experience as a head coach is Dom Capers. He's a defensive assistant. Yeah. And I don't know if he has the energy to be able to slide in. At this age? Yeah, to, I don't yeah. know if he has the energy to slide in to be a head coach right now. Yeah. So Who are his coordinators again? Uh, uh, his assistant head coach is Derek Haithcock. I don't know exactly who that is. Uh-huh. But offensive coordinator Justin Outen. Yeah. Not really familiar. Huh. And his defensive Dumpstead. coordinator, Ariho Aviro. Uh, Never heard, heard of him. Of him. Yeah. Never heard of him. All right, we're going to take a quick T.O. We'll come right back and uh, continue our foray into the NFL. Fellas, right here, Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, fellas, coming back. From the Tire Rat Studios, another big weekend of football. So we wouldn't go through. I the Denver situation is amazing. I I, I don't know even what to think. It's Sunday Night Football. They're going to be hosting San Francisco and uh, Jimmy G. Now back at the helm. The the other team that's uh, the two primetime games coming up. Niners, Broncos, and how about Cowboys, Giants? Giants two and zero. They that feels like a fake me out two and zero. Yeah, and the Cowboys. I mean, you know, Jerry's the best. He he's you know he's delusional. <laughs> Would I like to have Cooper Rush? You know, threaten that? Would that be great? <laughs> He knows that he's whatever he says is going to get picked up and, and repurposed it. through the media, and that just gives Jerry a chance to hear Jerry. This is Jerry's yeah. voice over again. That's yeah. all that is. He's the best, man. He's nuts. I will say, by the way, I mean, it's probably not the most kosher thing to say, but, I mean, don't you want the franchise to do well regardless of who's back there? So, yeah. in, yeah. Essence, it's, it's in essence. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, like, so it's yeah, like, would yeah, you we, want that? Sure. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. It's Cooper not that Russ turns out to be somebody like we we didn't expect. All yeah. right, we're going to say no. I don't yeah, want exactly. That. Of course, do, do I want to be undefeated? With Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah. Like just hey, you play to win the game. Put the players in who are going to win the game for you. Yeah, yeah. No, you, no. I mean, that's why I thought. I don't know why it was such a big deal. Like it was so salacious. Right. What he said. Well, in today's day and age, it's like, you know, they want you to bang the table and say Dak is our quarterback, which Mike McCarthy did, but he only did it because he felt he had to because of what Jerry said and people took that and ran with it. Yeah. You know? Like the minute you like you you can't question your quarterback at any point. I remember last year, like Dan Campbell said like what for the Lions said one thing about Jared Goff needs to play better, and I was getting questions the next day about Oh, is Dan Campbell, you know, doing wrong by Jared Goff? And it's like, what? What are you talking about? He just said what is exactly what he saw. Yeah, I mean, first what, of all, it's ridiculous, it and you should be able to. You, 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 it's okay to 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 do that to your quarterback. Yeah, uh, I, it's competitive. It's competitive. Every other position is up for grabs. Quarterback's got to be competitive too. You got to play the be the best quarterback on your team. If you're going to be a successful quarterback at this level, you better have thick skin. Exactly. It's ridiculous. So if that's going to turn off your quarterback or affect the way that he plays, then you, maybe you need to rethink whether he should be your guy anyway. I, I, I'm completely with you. Uh, we're the fellas. We'll come up. Big hour ahead right here. Fox Sports Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Fox Football Saturday. 
we begin. This is always a fun time, man, because we look ahead and college kickoff starts. We got four hours before kickoff starts in college football. And then that takes us through through all day today and then into the NFL tomorrow with uh, going around the league and some of the big stories around the league as we go into week three in the NFL. And again, some of the great games we talked about, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, that's going to happen tomorrow. The um, It's going to be interesting because Buffalo, Miami is going to be, a, 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 I think, a great one. And I think Buffalo, again, flexes. So it was wild last week, all the blown leads, right? Miami against Baltimore. We saw the Jets come back on Cleveland. By the way, Brees Hall is going to be a good player. You can see it. He's going to be a good player for them. Uh, it, it was just that wild, you know, the comebacks, Cardinals over the Raiders. Fig, what happened with the Raiders collapse? That was a shocker. Yeah, I put it more on the offense than the defense. Uh, the defense was on the yeah. field forever. Um, I don't know if you saw the stat going into overtime. The Cardinals had run 51 plays in the second half to the Raiders 18. Yeah. The Raiders completely abandoned the run game, didn't try to really establish it. I really don't know what their strategy was in the second half, but their defense was just tired. And credit to Kyler Murray, he kind of dinked and dunked his way the entire second half, which he routinely doesn't do. He's usually kind of a boomer bust, you know, scramble out of the pocket and hit somebody deep. But he really, really nickled and dimed them down the field. And when the Cardinals needed it, they needed two touchdowns and two uh, two point conversions in the final eight minutes of the fourth quarter, and they got both of them. And the Raiders could do nothing. So uh, I, I give credit to Arizona for, for making the comeback and Kyler Murray doing something that he typically has not been able to do or playing a style he typically has not played to get a win. But if you're the Raiders, you, you just you needed one more drive and one more field goal over a 20-minute period, and they couldn't do it. No, man. You're up, what, 20 nothing. 20 nothing. You know, you're in, right? Like, you got it, man. You're, you're, you got the game. Yeah, and, you know, and Renfro fumbling twice in the final drive, yeah. it, it should have never come to that. It shouldn't have been that close. No, no, I'm with you. Uh, a couple great division matchups this week. Lions and Vikings. That, the Lions team, I'll tell you, they, they, uh, I love the way they play, man. I love the way they play defensively. They just blitz you to death, right? They just give you pressure, pressure, pressure. I mean, they had Wentz. That first half, they suffocated Wentz, suffocated him. They just come at you, man. They're a fun team. And they got Minnesota. Minnesota gets dropped by the Eagles on Monday night. That's a good one. That's a real good one when it comes to the uh, NFC North psycho, Chris. That's your squad, the Lions. It is. And uh, they picked up a pretty big win for the Commanders over the Commanders and like, it's now been three straight games where they've scored. The Lions have scored thirty-five points or more. Yeah, that hasn't been done since the nineteen fifties for the Lions. And I don't know. I I don't know how what else I can really come up with to speak the praises of Amon Ra, St. Brown, and DeAndre oh Swift. Oh my God, he's so good. St. Brown is just. He was up at the podium, and like I've seen chips on the shoulders. This guy knew the names of everyone who's who's taken in front of him. And he was yeah. calling out Diami Brown, who yeah. didn't even see the field for the Commanders, but he knew he was yeah. playing for the Commanders. But no, they've got they've got exactly they've got those two pieces to make their offense really fly, and it's covering up a lot of the faults of the defense and Jared Goff right now. And 
that's enough. Like, as long as they keep gritting out these wins now, I think they're like, what, a five, six point underdog in, in Minnesota right now. It's, this is a, this is going to be a really tough game. And, but, you know, Kirk Cousins didn't really look great on, on Monday Night Football. And they're coming off a short week. Well, it's a primetime game, so that's Kirk Cousins' yeah. bugaboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this one PM Eastern. I, I actually, though, that Monday night game, I mean, I, I saw a team that actually can make some noise in the in the NFC. The NFC is pretty wide open. The juggernauts, as you know, you know, we know Buffalo, Chargers, Kansas City, you know, that, that AFC is stacked. But the NFC is pretty wide open. I mean, I mean, obviously the Rams, and we'll see if Tampa gets right or healthy and Green Bay. But the NFC is pretty wide open. The Eagles, you know, if Jalen Hurts can play like that, what I what I saw, and obviously that's the team I cover. What I saw Monday night, Figgy from from Hurts was a guy that knew where he was going pre-snap. He. He was terrific pre-snap. He made some great reads on the football. There was one play during the drive right before halftime where he gets his position for a field goal. And he sees he's got verticals on one side. He's got trip verticals one side. And on the other side, he's got Goddard. He's got his tight end. And he knows that, that his tight end's got a free release, can get to the sidelines and help, you know, really kind of get, get a nice little chunk play. He sees it, spots it. Hits his man right in stride. Uh, I saw a third and 12 zip throw, which is the throw that I always kind of questioned whether or not he could make. Right. And Hertz fired it to A.J. Brown first down on third and 12. It was a rope throw. And, again, that was the one that I went, mm, he was fantastic. And, then of course, you have the run. The run was ridiculous. Two scores, two touchdowns, but the one – was incredible churning those legs. Uh, I thought he played great, and then defensively, the coordinator who I, who I think we all had a problem with in Philadelphia finally blitzed, showed pressures. You know, allowed Slay to play the strength, which is press man, and uh, and I thought that was a good, a great, great win for them. Yeah, it really was, and you know from. A Jalen Hurts standpoint, you know, the Vikings really didn't blitz him a whole lot. Now, that's probably because they were afraid of the kind of threat that he is getting out of the pocket and running. So if he's able to sit back there and pick zones apart like that, that's they're really going to they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Now, the the question is, how does he hold up for teams that actually do get pressure and teams that actually play more man? And is he able to make those sort of tight window throws and situations like that? That remains to be seen. Uh, but to perform the way that he performed uh, Monday night was spectacular. And I, I certainly didn't expect that from him. We talked about it at nauseum in the offseason. I root for the guy. I want him to do well. I just didn't expect him to. So far through these first couple of games, he, he looks pretty damn amazing. Uh, so if he can find a way to keep this up, and look, he's not going to be 26 of 31 <laughs> you know, every week, but just anywhere close to that. I mean, the sky's the limit for Philadelphia, and all of a sudden they go from being a sleeper coming out of the NFC I mean, who knows from now, eight, nine weeks from now, they could be one of the favorites to be able to come out of the NFC. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I could see it. I could totally see it. You know, I mean, look what happened when, you know, they brought pressure and they said, all right, well, we're going to let we're going to let Slay man up and not force him into being in space corner. And look what he did. 
Yeah, two picks. But a novel concept when you let somebody actually play in a scheme that they thrive in. It's so, weird how it, that works, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? How many times have you seen that, especially with defensive backs? Like, I mean, I think Namdi Asamoah for the, for the Eagles is a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah. He was a phenomenal man-to-man corner with the Raiders for years, goes to Philly. God knows what coverages they have him playing. The guy's out of the league two years later. Like, I don't think he forgot how to play. I just think he was playing in a, in a system that didn't suit him. I know. I you know we talk about that all the time. I, yeah, we we've talked I, about I, it before. I don't but even I, get it. But I, but I think it bears right, mentioning right when you see yeah. Slay play as well as he did against yeah. you know arguably the best receiver in the NFL. If you want to say he and Devontae are one and one a right flip flop on a week in week out basis, whatever you want to call it, yeah. for Jefferson to be as dominant as he was the week before, and basically to be quiet on Monday night when the when the lights are shining brightest, and I won't say he came up short, but he certainly didn't produce. Part of that is most of that is obviously Kirk Cousins and the offensive line and all that. But give credit to Slay, just would not let him. And I will tell you, this, they rolled their cover, so they helped. They out. dealt like, with him a couple of times yeah, for sure. Like, 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 here's the thing, you know, the Eagles are like the last. You remember they they took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, right? That right. was a big deal. Right. There was no way in hell were they going to let. Jefferson go off on a Monday night national TV. No way in hell was that going to happen. It was funny because that was something I knew. I'm like, there's no way in the world are they going to let him go off. But well, can they stop feeling mm-hmm. or cook, right? Right. And that to me was the bigger surprise that they completely shut down feeling and Dalvin Cook. Like, wow. Yeah, you were Eagle fans are going, well, you know, are you worried about that Irv Smith play? Drop that touchdown. I go, who cares? If the tight end's going to beat you, get you get free over the top, so what if you're stopping Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook? Yeah, you force those guys to have to make plays to beat you because you know what Justin Jefferson can do. Yeah. You know, Thielen's a little bit long in the tooth at this point in time. You just let the let the other role players, see if, if, if they're going to have the game of their lives, then you know what, so be it. But we're not going to let the the best receiver in football beat us, and they didn't. I'm with you. So this week now, for them, they have the Wentz game. Yes. And this is a fascinating matchup. We're talking about divisional matchups. We talked about Lions and Vikings. Eagles in Washington is fabulous. Is a great, great matchup. So there could be upwards to 20,000 Eagles fans in D.C. for this game. Hmm. Their buses... And buses of Eagles fans are heading down to D.C. It's only, uh, you know, two and a half hours from here. So they're going to go down there. And Wentz, who was the franchise quarterback for the Eagles before his stint in Indianapolis, it's going to be interesting to see how how he handles it. Because he's a guy who loves to play hero ball. He's a guy that this sort of thing, he'll be trying to hit a five-run home run. He'll be amped up, overzealous. Now, what does he do? That's going to be the big question. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be extra amped up playing against your former team anyway. And, you know, that's what I talked about last year. His stat line didn't look bad. I think he had seven or eight interceptions. But, man, they they all came at the worst possible time. So the key for him is trying to avoid that. Again, against a defense that's playing really, really well right now. You know, that's the problem. And they're all, look, he had the four touchdown performance uh, before, but, you know, still McLaurin hasn't gotten off this year yet to, to the no. level that you thought he would. You know, so it's 
I, I would expect Philadelphia to go in and get the win. I don't know what the line is on that game. I would imagine the Eagles are probably road favorites, but yeah, uh, they are. Yeah. The Eagles are six point favorites, six and a half point favorites. A touchdown delay on the road against a divisional opponent is a lot, uh, right? But I mean, it doesn't surprise me though. I I would expect Philadelphia to win by I would say three points. Six is pushing it. But I expect him to win, but I think it will be closer to three than it will be six and a half, seven. Listen, you know, Dotson is a terrific player. Speaking of Penn State receivers, yeah. Dotson's terrific. Scary Terry, like you said, hasn't gone off yet. Curtis Samuel has been the truth, right? Like he's, right. he's so he's got, he's got great weapons. You still got Logan Thomas. Right? So you got really good weapons there. Uh, you know, their, low, their line is decent. But here's the question what's in his head? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, it always goes back to Wentz is a guy blessed with tremendous skill. Like, you know, there's not much of a difference physically between Wentz and Allen. Allen oh, 100%. You're right. I mean, yeah. like, listen, Wentz is a great athlete, like big time, sturdy runner, yeah. just like got a big arm. Yeah. But you know, again, the the upstairs is a, is a huge deal with him because he could ne- always put the ball in peril. Always, yeah, yeah. And the upstairs is more than half the battle. More than you rather have a guy have it all put together there than have it done physically. You know what I mean? I yeah. rather a guy who has who can play the mental part of the game and not be able to throw seventy yards downfield than a guy with all oh, the that's hurts and, and Wentz. Exactly. I mean, that's the, that's the, the difference between the two. So it's you Ken. Know, Hertz is 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 a coach's kid who's who's got a high football IQ, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't usually imperil the football, and he knows where to go pre-snap, and he's got a big heart. Yeah, it's just you talk about the mental part of it. I'll never forget this because even if you do it for an entire season, once you're like in a state of panic or you know things are crashing down around you. It's really hard not to fall back into your old habits. So you remember that NFC Championship game between the Vikings and the Saints back in the day and when Brett Favre was there? Yes. The, you know, oh. you can take a knee and kick a field goal. This isn't Detroit. Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. But Brett Favre had probably the best season of his career that yeah, year. And I don't amazing. think that's even hyperbole. I think he had like 40 touchdowns and like he was, no, three he interceptions right. or something. So going to the playoffs – you know, he. I think he roughed up the Cowboys, a couple of other teams, and got to the got to the NFC Championship game. And in the biggest moment when it mattered most, Brett Favre turned into Brett Favre, the gunslinger, throwing it up, reckless abandon, turned it over, cost the Vikings a chance to win the Super Bowl. So I, the coaching staff at Washington, can tell Carson once everything they need to know. Talk to a sports psychologist, show him the film, say in this situation do X, Y, and Z. But when you're between the lines and you're feeling it. You know, a lot of times it can be very, very hard to break out of that. Man, I got this arm. I can squeeze it in between these two defenders. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. very, very difficult to, to break out of. It's a great example, man. It's a funny. It's a great, great example. I remember that game. It, it was like he still has the Icarus. Mm-hmm. Favre had the Icarus thing working until he, the end of his career. Sure did. He could not stay away from the sun. Mm-hmm. He couldn't wait. He couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You're flat out. You're spot on. And those two are similar. All right. We're going to take a look at everything from a betting standpoint. Coming up next, the big brain will join us. So we'll kind of gotta go through some of the plays for you. Where the fellas hanging out on a Fox football Saturday. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, fellas. Hey, don't forget, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff. Tune in uh, coming up at the top of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern, and then, of course, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern as we take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app, all presented by BetMGM. All right, let's take a look at the games from a betting standpoint, and we got our man on the line every Saturday. He's the best. He, of course, is the big brain. Brad Feinberg, our betting analyst. Bradley! Good morning to you, Anthony. How are you today? Good morning, buddy. Other than the, the fact that my whole household is sick, the bugs. Cool. It's school, man. Little kids in school, and they no, bring home bugs, man. Yeah, Germs. no, I, that is so true. That is yeah. so true. Well, I am in beautiful Denver this weekend, Anthony, so... Um, you I, are. Uh, you have arrived in Denver. So, what? So, by the way, can you help hack it? You're a good, uh, you're a, an incredible math guy, uh, and you're a sports math guy. Yeah, you know how to can count. You, can you give Massimo can help hack it, Anthony? <laughs> you know, easily can help him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he. It's it's interesting, Anthony. And I I know I said this to you before. There's going to be a day. Uh, you know, kind of like there's an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, a quarterback's coach, whatnot. There's going to be a day where uh, there's a person on the sideline for these teams. It's a probability person, right? That, And I'm not blaming this all on Hackett. What I am saying is he, he needs help. He hasn't gotten the help. And he should, you know, say, listen, I have so many things going on. It's going a million miles an hour. For him, maybe it goes a little too fast. Nothing embarrassing about that. He should get someone to say, listen, here's the situation. Here's what we need to do. Mathematically, here's the right thing. And let him coach the game. Um, and if it's too much stuff going yeah. on, he yeah. should get that help. And he clearly has been overmatched. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right about that. You've always talked about that. It's interesting because you need a guy. And look, you're a an investor. You're not like a sports gambler in a sense that you invest. No. And, and that's how you kind of look at it. But you're also a huge sports fan and you're a math guy. So, you know, you're all about ROI and everything else. You view it in that realm, which makes you actually the perfect candidate to kind of help some of these coaches 
that really, uh, you know, you're like, dude, like, what are you guys thinking? Sometimes, like, why in the world would you try that field goal? That made no sense. When you just, you got rust, you got some weapons. It's horrible. It's crazy. It's fourth and four. It, it, it was, it, what's more, what did you see in Warren Anthony? And if I'll make this pretty simple, sometimes things aren't that complicated. Making a 63-yard field goal or 64-yard, I think a 64-yard field goal. Yeah. Making a 64-yard field goal. So happen more or, or getting five yards on a play. I know. I know. I mean, That's it's happened stupid. once in the history of football, right? And the other thing's happened a million times. It's, yeah. it's just not that hard. But, um, yeah. Um, what are you going to say? Look, horrible decisions by him. Um, and hopefully he learns from it. Um, you know, they certainly gave that game away. But I will say this, Russell Wilson's been struggling a lot more. Inside the he red has, and that surprised me. I, to me. I, thought, I thought Russ, you know, and again, their line hasn't been great. But I thought they're, they're, I thought Ross would have a much easier. I, I thought he'd be much more effective with those weapons. Yeah, so did I. And it's just he's just doesn't seem quite right. It's, no, look, it's early. You don't want to overreact. Right. Um, you know, sometimes we all want to crown. Like right now, everyone wants to crown Buffalo. Yeah. You know, the best team, which right now they look like they are. But again, things change constantly. Never, you know, that in sports, you know, what looks like one thing today, you know. In January or February for the Super Bowl, you know, come February 12th or 13th, whatever it is, uh, we could see a completely different thing. And maybe Russell Wilson gets his bearings. Maybe Hackett gets his bearings. Uh, so many things can change early in the year. You know, look, they have plenty of time. They get the ship righted. All right. Uh, Brad, do me a favor. Sit tight one sec because I have two locks. My two 10 star. Oh. Plays. I'm gonna run by. <laughs> oh my god! And then, I say I'm and excited. Then, I uh, <laughs> uh, it's the understatement of the year. <laughs> I want to run those by, and then I want. I need all your selections for the card from college to the NFL. And you always got a little baseball. I know that. We're the uh, fellas that Figgy, do me a favor, hit us with some trending. All right. Albert Pujols hit home runs number 699 and 700 on Friday night as the Cardinals defeated the Dodgers 11 to nothing. The man affectionately known as T.O. Albert by his former Dodger teammates blasted number 699 well over 400 feet. Then number 700 went about 390 feet, vaulting him into rarefied air. Just the fourth player in Major League Baseball history to hit 700 home runs. Aaron Judge currently stuck on 60 home runs, but the Yankees did beat Boston 5-4. Mets over the A's 9-2. Phillies defeating Atlanta 9-1. Tampa Bay beating Toronto 10-6. Randy Arena a home run and 6 RBI in that victory. Wins for the Guardians, Orioles, and Brewers. Injury news out of the NFL. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert did not practice on Friday. He is listed as questionable for Sunday's game against Jacksonville. 49ers tight end George Kittle will make his season debut against Denver. Raiders will be without receiver Hunter Renfro and linebacker Denzel Perriman against the Titans. College football victories on Friday for Air Force, Syracuse, and UTEP. Back to the fellas. All right, Fig. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. Fellas, joined by our man, the big brain, Brad Feinberg, our betting analyst. Bradley, uh, so my two locks. One, I love Buffalo. You mentioned earlier against Miami. I think they take this game as a personal affront almost in the sense that you know, and knowing McDermott well, he's going to look to make a statement. And look, it was a great comeback. Uh, and I think, you know, there are a couple, of, and Figgy even brought it up too, because we were talking about a couple of the breakdowns on those plays. And I think Buffalo is legitimately a dominant team. And I think they trounce Miami. I think it's a double digit win 
by the Bills, and it's a statement game. I think they have the defense that matches up. I, I don't. I don't. I'm going to make Tua beat me again, and I don't think they could stop Buffalo's offense. Anthony, I would agree with everything you said except one thing: the injury report. Yeah. And the injury report. Look, Buffalo is missing potentially Gabe Davis and uh-huh. Dawson Knox. That's their second and third receivers, so they're going to probably rely on more Isaiah McKenzie, Crowder, right. Jake Kumaro. You know, Xavier and Howard's one of the best corners. We'll see how he does against Diggs. Uh, and then, listen, Buffalo has three defensive tackles in the injury report, uh, and they're missing multiple defensive backs. Tredavious White, Dane Jackson, Hyde and Poyer could be out in their safeties. So they have just so many injuries. Um, but look, I, I like the over in the game because I think Buffalo's defense is a little more compromised um, than maybe normally before. Um, and my lean here would be Miami, believe it or not. Not going to bet it, but my lean here would be Miami only because, and I stress only because of the Buffalo injury situation. But I do think Buffalo is going to be uh, the best team. You know, we just talked about that. But just because of the injury situation, my lean would be at the underdog Dolphins, but I think it's going to be a higher scoring game because I think Buffalo defensively not quite where they're going to be most of the year. All right, I'm over for one. Let me try this one. All right, this is my second. Then this is my favorite game. So I love both hands. I used to, I used to know when like an old timer, right? The old timer, it's like this old South Philly guy, all right? Al Frow. And Al, Al Frow would call it a shoebox bet. Alright. <laughs> he he kept his cash in his shoebox and he would bet I it. That. <laughs> and he that was, was like this old time South Philly guy, the chic. Right? Yeah. And uh I love I would go shoebox on the Packers against Green Bay and I would take some of the shoebox and put it on the and, and do an alternate line and lay ten. Because I think <laughs> I think Green Bay annihilates Tampa. You know, it's interesting, Anthony. When you take away every single weapon a team has, I don't care how great the quarterback is, it usually takes a toll. And, you know, we just talked about injuries to Buffalo. Well, God, look at the injuries the Tampa Bay's wide receiving core has, Anthony. No Julio Jones, no Mike Evans, no Chris Godwin. Herman, they're fourth stringer, fifth stringer, is banged up as well. Um, this is just going to be hard for Brady and company to score against the solid Packers. Even so I'm definitely on Green Bay here. I bet Green Bay straight. Uh, I bet Green Bay in teasers, getting them over seven. Um, only way I'm looking here is Green Bay. I agree with everything you said. I think it's a tough spot, even though they're a home team. And it's going to be very tough for Tampa Bay uh, to have much success at all offensively. And it's a revenge from last year. Last year, you remember, it was the opposite. You know, Rodgers throws the pick six. He gets outdone by Brady. You know, it's the whole thing. Oh, look at it. Who's the king? I, I, I think Rodgers is a prideful dude. And I think it's, you know, Lazard is back. You know, I, I, I look, those two running backs are beasts. So I, I think we're on the same page then. Yeah, they have more weapons right now. Again, I think Tampa Bay is just getting, uh, because they're at home, because they're the name, the, the name Tampa Bay on the front, they're getting a little extra respect. But again, to me, you just can't just take away all those players and expect me to have that kind of success. I'm definitely on Greenback. All right. Uh, now tell me, you know, you're the expert, so uh, you tell me who you like. Let's start in college football today. There's a big game, obviously, Tennessee and Florida. It's a lot of points. 
I mean, Tennessee's really good. Do you, do you? How do you view that one? And give me some of the games you like in the college football. Yeah, look, the Tennessee-Florida game is an interesting game, Anthony. You know, like, Tennessee is a team that, look, I, I think if there's a team that can maybe challenge the, the quote-unquote big three, it may be Tennessee. Um, and it's interesting. You know, Anthony, in the last 40 years, Tennessee has never been laying over a touchdown against Florida ever. In the history of you know, ever now, you know, look, Florida to me, I faded them the last couple of weeks. They had that big you know, big opening win uh, against Utah, but they've barely gotten by the last couple of weeks. But, you know, look, this this is a, this is going to be a, a, a spot I think they're more up for. Uh, I'm going to still lean here to Tennessee um, just because I really think this Tennessee team, in my opinion, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, is, is quite good. I think they can win this game by 11 or more. I think it's going to be, you know, harder, but I my numbers made this, you know, 11. Um, I do think Tennessee is potentially the fourth, fifth best team in the nation in my rankings. Wow. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, anywhere else, you know, kind of strike your fancy, find anything. You know, Michigan-Maryland's an interesting game. Yeah, You're a Michigan guy. I'm curious how you kind of look at, you know, last year they scored a lot of points. You know, what, what are you thinking in that one, I mean, two, you know, well, Maryland's three and zero. Look, I had Maryland last week, and they they got me at the end. They they beat SMU, and it was a good game. But it was actually a game they easily could have lost. Look, Michigan to me, uh, if you could find some sixteen and a halves, I think it merits to play. Um, look, the fact to me, the biggest thing about Michigan is what Harbaugh is letting he's letting McCarthy play. To me, he's the most talented quarterback to get in there since they had Brady there. Honestly, I, I think he could potentially be that good. Uh, and I think the changes in complete outlook of the Mich- this Michigan team, technically Bill is a, is a, you know, a nice quarterback, but I can, I, I'm looking Michigan here, the way they've looked so far, again, no, no resistance to teams they played. I get it, but under 17 points, only way I'm looking here is Michigan. My numbers made this closer to 20. Uh, I think Michigan laying 17 or less is, a, is, is worth a play. Wow! All right, Michigan. Do you see? Uh, you see like an overplay there too, because you know Michigan's offense is pretty. I mean, um, Maryland's offense is pretty good, and, and Michigan should score all day long on that defense. Yeah, it, yeah. Again, it's right. What I made the numbers. You know, it, it, it's 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 uh, in the in the mid sixties. I I to me, um, I trust Michigan's defense. So the way they've been playing, where well, I can't quite get them over there because. Um, I'm not so sure that uh, Maryland's going to get more than 17 points here. So, no, I do not like the over. Wow. Um, uh, any any other games strike your fancy? Yeah, I, I, look, Anthony, look, I'll tell you this. Who's been, the, more, the more impressive team this year has been USC. I mean, they've, they've been really, really good. Lincoln Riley. Uh, they yeah. really, really have. And Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams has been amazing. Okay. Yeah. How about that but, he's, right. he's been terrific. Um, but, you know, it's funny. The, their defense has been kind of very lucky. They've been giving up a ton of yards, USC, uh, and they've been relying, looking at the, the pro gamblers, look at this stuff. They look at turnovers. Now, obviously, not all turnovers are luck. A lot of them are induced. Maybe you, you, you hit the quarterback and he fumbles. But a lot of times, there could be a tip pass and there could be a you fumble, and who, who gets it's pure luck. Um, I feel like they've been on the right side of variance in that so far. USC, Oregon State, you know. 3-0 against the spread, covering the, covering the games by 14 points a game. Yeah. Uh, I think Oregon State has a chance to win this game outright. That's kind of like wow, my upset pick that. of the day. I think Oregon, Oregon State, State, State was a close one Look at that. I think they went outright. 
I think they win this game outright. Um, and you know, you can get close to a touchdown here. I think it. I think it merits playing. I have another upset play potentially: James Madison versus not the biggest game. James Madison versus Appalachian State. Let's just think situationally right now. You know, App State. They had that crazy game against North Carolina. It was like 65-63. Then they they get the 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 game uh, against <laughs> Texas A and M, and then last week the Hail Mary game. Right. So now, yeah, you know, just yeah. emotionally, that's yeah. it, and James Madison is two and zero against the spread, covering their games, covering not winning, but covering the games by forty seven points. Um, I think this is a game that it's going to be. You you know, I took early in the week plus seven. I think it still gets seven. Um, I think it's a game that actually may be in danger of losing, uh, and I think the underdog merits play. I'll give you another underdog play. I think Baylor I have rated over Iowa State. And I do think Clemson, who, again, this is not the same Clemson team that we've seen in the past with Dabo, but I do, I not really like what I've seen out of Wake Forest. Uh, and I do think Clemson can win this game by a touchdown or more. Oh, okay. I, I, you know what? I kind of do, too. You know, at first I was thinking about Hartman, and I was bringing it up earlier because yeah. their offense is good. And I'm not in love with Clemson's offense, but their defense is still the best unit by far on the field. I think so. And they, yeah. they should have lost last week, Wake Forest. Yeah, they should. They should. They really should have. Um, you know, they got fortune against Liberty. So, all right, you know. uh, let's go, big boys. Uh, a couple of interesting games. I, I, I'm dying to get your opinion on. There is a line is telling me something here, game, and that would be Chiefs Colts. Uh, how live? It feels like the Colts are live dog against Kansas City. Yeah, look, I bet this game. Um, yeah, I bet this game plus six and a half. It's down to five and a half. I still like it at five and a half, Anthony. Um, look, Anthony, how many times have we seen this? Right, we have the the, the, the team that's two and zero, looking great against the zero and two, disappointing team. But again, and I said this to you before. Besides the Bill Belichick Patriots with Brady that went fifteen years in a row with crazy consistency that never had a letdown, seemingly. No other team since I've been following pro football can do that, and I don't think the Chiefs are that good. Look, I think it's going to be a really hard game for Kansas City to win, let alone cover. Uh, Pittman is back for Indianapolis, which is huge. Um, I think Indianapolis actually is a really good chance to win this game outright. I will be surprised if Kansas City wins this game uh, by, by a touchdown or more. I just think it's a tough spot. They got totally dominated their last game against the Chargers. Yeah, they won the game, but anyone who watched that game knows that that was a fake win. Uh, Colts Look, Jaguars are vastly improved. They obviously looked horrible, uh, and Matt Ryan is not looking great, to say it politely. But, uh, look, I really I like this spot for them very, very much. This is their season. I'm going to call for them to keep this game close and potentially win it. All right. I like the Jets. Is that Am I insane? But I look at I'm going to have to try on that one. I can't, I'm not calling you insane, but I'm, 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 I bet I bet I actually bet my uh, Cincinnati minus five. Um, look, my Cincinnati. Look, they're they're zero and two, but you know they 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 lost in the last play of the game two straight weeks, or they could be two and zero. The Jets should be zero and two. They got the miracle miracle win. Um, look, their offensive line has not protected. Um, I know Burrow, that's and why. that's been a real issue. That's been a real issue. But I just think uh, now. Look, I will say this. The Jets' weapons are a little better than, than maybe some people thought. I didn't think Wilson would look this good so far. I mean, Wilson has really looked good. Uh, Garrett Wilson, the rookie first-round pick, he had yeah. you know, eight catches on the yard, a couple touchdowns yeah. last week. Yeah. Brees Hall is good. So this team is not bereft of talent. I just think the quarterback edge and, a, and a basically an all-in game. But there's going to be no danger of this Bengals team taking the Jets lightly. The Jets won their last game. Um, there's no chance of, like, example, let's say a Kansas City, Indianapolis, maybe Kansas City 
you know, they're 2-0, and facing an O team. Maybe they're taking that game a little bit, not quite the same intensity. I know I'm getting a max Bengals effort. I just still have them power-ranked. Um, higher than I do the, the Jets, significantly higher. Uh, and I made this line closer to seven, and as long as it's less than seven, no, I'm, I'm on the Cincinnati side. I think you they got to get it done All right, listen, have a great week. All right, good luck this weekend. Enjoy the football, big brain. You're the best, Anthony. Good luck to everyone else. Thanks, buddy. Here he is, the big brain on Brad. We'll come back and wrap it up, fellas, right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, fellas, back, hanging, hanging, hanging. Coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Got to give a yo to my man, Mr. X, from born in Buffalo. Now lives in SoCal. Great listener to Fox Sports Radio. Got to give a yo to, to my man, Mr. X. Figgy, what are you thinking, man? How you feeling this weekend? This is like, what, what do you got on tap? What do you can't? There's so many good games to watch. Lots of football this weekend, obviously. I'm looking forward to that uh, tonight, that Florida-Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, is there really a chance for Tennessee to be able to make a statement? And then obviously the NFL, I mean, is, is always going to be king. So looking to see if, the, uh, if those Raiders can get their first win of the season. It's not going to be easy against Derrick Henry. Uh, and the Titans, especially knowing that uh, one of their uh, best players on defense, Denzel Perriman, is not going to be there. So that's going to be tough sledding. But then the Packers and Buccaneers, and probably because of all the injuries and, you know, not a lot of offensive firepower, a lot of guys are out, probably doesn't shape up or look on paper to be the sexiest matchup, but it's still Rodgers versus Brady. So, yeah. and then I, I, I look, I know we talked about the Broncos a little bit the last, you know, 90 minutes or so and whatever their issues may be. I still think they're too talented to not figure it out, even despite I know. their coach and Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I think it spells disaster for them in the playoffs because I think playoffs, it's like 60% coaching and whether or not you win. But as far as the regular season goes, I do think they're too talented to not turn it around at some point. So, this would be a true test if they can find a way to eke out a victory against San Francisco, which I don't see happening. Um, that's an intriguing matchup too. Are you worried about the Raiders at all? I am. I'm worried in that because the division is going to be so difficult. You've already lost one division game to the Chargers. The Arizona game was a game you were expecting to win. There's not a lot of wiggle room on their schedule to lose games that they're expected to win and to still compete for a playoff spot, knowing how tough that division is. So I think it's kind of a must win for them this weekend against Tennessee, more so than for Tennessee 
Because the Titans, I think, are actually in a pretty winnable division in the South. Especially with how the Colts have kind of started their yeah, season. Correct. Too. Yeah, correct. Yeah, not scared anyone yeah. in that division. So I, I think it's more of a must-win for the Raiders than it is for the, for the Titans at this point. Yeah, I listen. I feel you on that, brother. I do. I, I it's just, it's uh, it's interesting because I look at those Raiders and I go, you know, you, the last thing you need is to, is to be. It's early, but you know, you don't yeah. want to get buried early. That's no. the problem. And that division mm-hmm. and that conference, the whole conference is ridiculous. That conference is so good. Yeah, you there's so many good teams in that thing. And you're right. The only bad division is that South. And I think that's only because the Colts have not looked the way that we thought they'd look to start the season. Could the yep. Jaguars sneak up on that division, maybe? Did anybody sure. see the Jaguars coming in 2016? I knew Trevor you know? Lawrence would be better. I didn't think that they'd be. Hey. Uh, Doug's working well, his magic. Doug, good so listen, far. Doug, and Doug is a professional, right? Yeah. Unlike Urban Meyer <laughs> and the disaster <laughs> that was last though. year. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's a big deal. Like having – you know, a professional coach, a guy who's won before. You know, I mean, they look, they look refreshed. Yeah. They look, they Trevor, look much better. Trevor Lawrence looks exactly who I thought he was going to be coming out of college. He just needs time to grow to the NFL. And the weapons they have around him, people yeah. laughed at them when they gave Christian Kirk that contract. He looks amazing. And the two-headed monster at <laughs> running back. Yes, they might, they yeah. might have something down there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I feel you. It's the best, man. Poor, poor Chris can't watch. Or USC, Oregon State. Once again on the Pac-12 network. Great. (laughs) Well, that's it. We're getting uh, kicked out. Everybody, thanks for hanging. We love you, man. Enjoy all the football. We'll see you next Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.